Hello, friends, and welcome to Happy Sad Talk Thing. This is episode number 24. My name is Mackin Carroll. We've recently been doing some really fun live episodes that happens monthly in my kitchen um, of my apartment. Um, and uh, every week we do a uh, talking interview, kind of. If you're familiar with uh, WTF with Mark Marin or the Pete Holmes podcast, You Made It Weird, or the Duncan Trussell Family Hour, that's the kind of style of freeform conversation that I'm interested in that I do here um, is in addition to the live shows which are like half Harmontown half Tiny Desk Concert if you're into any of that shit if you have no idea what I'm talking about stick around man let's hang out for a second you know I'm, I'm talking to you through your phone from the past how insane is that we've got a wonderful episode for you today with Chase Rosenberg um, who's been on both of the most recent live episodes from my apartment. He's a member of Comedus Interruptus, and he was part of the uh, Martini Tom <laughs> and his three lovely ladies, I believe, was the uh, name of the improvised screenplay that they, they did a reading of. Um, and then he was also did a musical comedy song with Jack DeMeo on the most recent one. And guys, I would just highly recommend checking it out. It's episode 23. They're the second sort of performance of the evening, so they're like around the middle of the episode. And holy fucking shit, was it a great time. <laughs> but um, Chase is someone I've known for uh, sort of peripherally for a while because I'm a fan of his improv group and um, I'm sort of friends with some people that are his friends. And me and him have kind of just like, we see each other and we're like, hey, you're great. I, I like the thing you do. Um, but we've never actually really hung out, <laughs> you know? But it was really sweet because he's actually been a pretty big part of this podcast so far, you know? It's just someone who believes in it and help making it happen with the live shows. Um, you know, and it's so awesome, people that are just, like, willing to help make stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because this is, like, you know, this is, it's the, the 20 people or, or whoever shows up in my apartment and then we just do a little show, <laughs> you know? Um, and just people who, who enjoy making stuff that they want to make and help other people make stuff. It's just, it's so goddamn heartwarming. Um, Anyways, that being said, I'm I'm just like so I was so curious to sit down with Chase. Like I don't even know where he's from or anything until we <laughs> until we sat down and had this conversation. So it was long overdue, but it was uh it was really great, man. And um I'm just like stoked to have a new friend. I hope he if he listens to this doesn't go like oof, overstepping the boundaries. But no, it was cool, man. So um anyways, just a little uh update on my life before we get into the conversation with Mr. Rosenberg, I recently shaved all the hair off of my head um, in a very impulsive move last night. Um, and it's something that I think about every day. It's something I was like, should I just shave all the hair off of my head? Because um, it seems, you know, you, th you, th you think in your mind, Britney Spears having a meltdown <laughs> or whatever, you know. Uh, maybe you don't, but I, I don't know. Like, part of it, Part of the fear of doing it is like, oh, is it going to look like some weird, like, meltdown? Um, I don't want to say cry for help or something, but just like, oh, that that person's weird. <laughs> you know, you just suddenly show up with a shaved head one day. But um, I don't know. Hair is really dumb. Um, and I'm I'm someone who like, I just I'm embarrassed by how much I obsess about my hair. You know. And it's just fucking hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it's important to 
have a sense of identity and hair can be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? It can be a fun, cool way to express yourself. Um, but I mean like, Oh God, it just was, you know, it gives you anxiety. Like, <laughs> you know, so it was almost like a fuck you to myself. <laughs> and like, I'm going to shave my head because, um, you know, because just to prove that it doesn't matter, you know, um, cause it doesn't, it doesn't at all. Also, I'm, I'm going to, the person I'm dressing up as for Halloween has a shaved head, so it kind of has a double function. So I'm going to like let it grow in a little bit so it'll look more like this person that I'm dressing up as. But I won't reveal that, even though it's not a very original costume, you can probably guess it. Anyways, um, yeah, and also, you know, I've just been, uh, I've been ignoring some kind of internal emotional pain for a while. Um, some, some heartbreak stuff that I won't get into, but, uh, that I've been carrying around for way too long, you know? And um, just with emotional pain and stuff like that, I mean, I wonder, you know, how much of it do I need? Does needs direct attention? And how much of it is going to just sort of dissipate naturally, you know? I guess what I'm saying is, like, do, do, you, do you need to remove yourself from the world in order to process pain? Um... Or is do you remain in the world? You know what I'm saying? Do you do you do you go the other way? You know what I'm saying? Do you do you lean into your routine? Do you lean into your community? Um, you know, and work through it in real time. And how do you know when to do which? You know. And it's 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 ultimately a little bit of both. Um, you know, but I, anyways, so I, I've just I've been trying to do the second one for so long in this particular case. Um, so long, you know? <laughs> and uh, it's just been a phantom limb that's been fucking with me for a while. So I'm, I'm, uh, you know, just really trying to get some direct attention to it, you know, and, and uh, just throwing away old letters <laughs> and that type of stuff. Um, you know, because it's like, it's okay to move on, you know. It's real. that's a hard thing to admit, but it's okay to move on, um, you know. And it's okay to, I don't know, sort of manually initiate the a little metamorphosis in your life, you know. And a haircut is such a beautiful way to do that, you know. Because it is so fucking harmless, you know. And as someone who's like, self-destructive and whatever and i have those kind of tendencies to <laughs> want to destroy something you know you see that movie fight club and that that guy's talking about i want to i want to destroy something beautiful <laughs> um i don't know it's such a it's such a playful benign way to channel that impulse you know what i'm saying because you could take that and you could break a bunch of glasses or you know what i'm saying or or hurt hurt yourself, or hurt somebody else, you know, or emotionally abuse yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many ways to channel that dark energy, and um, I don't know. A haircut is such a, I don't know, such so playfully destructive, you know, and <laughs> doesn't hurt anybody. And it's just it's just nice to shake things up, you know what I'm saying? If you feel like you're in an emotional rut, which is, I guess that's that's really what I'm talking about, an emotional rut. Um. It's a nice way to kind of, you know, just shake it up. And people say, oh, whoa, crazy, <laughs> you know? And, and I'm very, like, I don't know, theatrical? Like, I, I assume the kind of, like, if I'm in a certain outfit, 
I'm going to behave a little bit differently. If I'm wearing a cowboy hat or something like that, I'm going to lean into it really slightly. You know what I'm saying? Like, or if I'm in a suit versus if I'm in sweatpants, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm obviously I'm not changing my entire <laughs> personality or emotional constitution, but just like that it does have some sort of effect on the person that I am, you know? And I think hair has a big deal to do with that too, you know? Um, hair has a big deal to do with that too, you guys. <laughs> Spitting hot fire on a podcast. Um, no, but I guess, yeah, so shaving my head, I don't know. I just... I feel uh, like I'm kind of parenting myself through this pain, you know, and the, and I feel good about it. Like there's a there's a part of me that is feeling like, oh no, I don't need to sit here and sulk and <laughs> you know listen to old voicemails and and play the favorite songs and all that garbage, you know, like you know, it's it's okay to kind of pick up and move forward and. Um, I don't know. I, I'm I'm feeling good. I thought like I shaved all my hair off last night, and I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> what did I do that for?" <laughs> you know. Um, but then I've been walking around today, you know, standing up a little taller, and it's been really nice. Um, just making any decision and sticking with it, you know. So it feels good. So f- fucking shake it up, motherfuckers. Do something. Wear wear a crazy T-shirt you wouldn't normally wear. You know, it's fun. Because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Nothing matters. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's all just, it's all just absurd. It's all just fun. You know, this is just one weird dream that we're living. You know, and I guess it's just a reminder to not take it so seriously. Um, for for myself, anyways. And with that sort of long, <laughs> vague emotional rambling, I bring you all to a wonderful conversation I had with uh, Chase Rosenberg. Here we go. Incredible. They're so sick, man. They're like the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. They're so fucking good. They're all great players and they're so fun and like and they yeah. They really were like having fun. Oh my fuck yeah. eyes hurt. Oh man. <laughs> I was at uh there was another show on the same street on, on Menlo Street. Hello. Hi. Um but I didn't go to it. I uh I was so tired. It was the one with like Sabrina. Yeah, the grown-ups party. What was it? Was it called the grown-ups? Party? Grown-ups lunch party. Oh like, yeah, it was some like magazine. Yeah, what's this doing? Sorry, I must have stepped in this pot earlier. You, you. Oh my god. But how was the show? How was the night? It was so good. We was we was we watched Truesdale, and then. I was like standing on the stairs with Georgia after and Mallory during Thumbasaurus, and we were yeah. like having an experience. Fuck yeah! It was just they're so just good. funky dances. Yeah, and like and then Michael, um, the one who played saxophone for them, Henry. Henry, that's what yeah. I meant to say, not Michael. He look, he could be a Michael. He could, <laughs> but I, I called him Henry last night. I don't know why. <laughs> um, he did this like incredible 
solo. Fellas. He kind of looks like Michael Sturgis a little bit. <laughs> he does not look like Michael Sturgis. <laughs> Everyone kind of looks like Michael Sturgis because <laughs> he like never keeps his form longer than a month. He's always changed. He had pink hair for a while. That's true. There's a. What's I think, up with your socks? You're just <laughs> you just taking one of your I'm socks not, off and it's in your hands. I'm not now. schizophrenic or anything. I just think that there's, <laughs> I think there's like a leaf. Oh, I think there's a leaf stuck in here or something. But do you feel something weird in your? When I put it back, God, on. that's the worst, and you can't find it. Whatever, I'm over it. <laughs> I went out last night for like the first time in such a long time. Like I didn't realize. Like Me I just too. haven't gone out. In such a long time. And I told myself, I mean, my dad over FaceTime, but that's like basically myself. <laughs> um, I said, either like, do, what are you doing this weekend? And I was like, you know what? I just stayed up so late this week. I need to like recuperate. I don't want to go out. Yeah. I don't want to do anything. Every weekend. <laughs> and then I like went out and went to bed at like 4 a.m. Yeah. And now it's an hour here. Yeah. Fuck. Dude, you're a fucking champion. I'm a monster. <laughs> Thank you for getting up this early. Thank you. I'm so sorry. We to, also to have another that. live studio on <laughs> I've only ever been on Happy Sad Talk thing when I have yeah. at least 10 people <laughs> cheering me on. Oh, man. Yeah, those have been fun, man. Thank you so much for, like, making those shows happen. Like, I feel like you're just such a big part Thank of, Thank you like... for saying that. <laughs> because I've been a part of other things that's, like... You have a very major role, and <laughs> so we've done two in this apartment so far. Well, yeah, I just you've mean been like, like a staple. Of I don't want to say what I'm thinking of because I don't want to like talk. But yeah, when you like invite people to perform, it's not. It's great. It was great. It's such a good thing. By it's the way, fun, man. Thank you so much. Well, it's, it's like, like what everybody needed. <laughs> Those are really fun because, like, I don't know. Like, I I want to start this podcast because I love podcasts and like podcasts i like or like you know duncan trussell family hour or like, and you were like on dan yeah, Harmon's we were... podcast which i want to know more yes. about oh that oh harmontown that was super fun yeah um yeah, but can... i also love podcasts like harmontown that we are live and have a that. live audience yeah um so that was up at outside lands they did a live podcast like how did you festival. why why were you on the stage they, like have you ever listened to harmontown mm, i don't know i would highly recommend it. it's by far my I liked, favorite podcast. I like Dan Harmon a lot. There's a oh, if you like Dan Harmon, you gotta check out this podcast. There's a great documentary on the podcast on Netflix. Okay, um, called Harmontown. Called as well. Harmontown. Yeah. Right. So when he got fired from Community, which was the show that he created, I remember. I know. I yeah. was a Community fan. Yeah. Six seasons in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so he got fired, and it, that's kind of when this podcast starts. Um, oh, cool. And it's just in the back of this comic book store, and he just sort of talks for two hours, and it can go anywhere, and it starts out and. Sometimes he's just sort of rambling, and he's just, like, very neurotic and aware and articulate, you know? Um, kind of like you. <laughs> well, I'm a spy. Like, all my favorite podcasters are, like, or that, you know, Mark Maron, Duncan Trussell. These yeah. Are just Mark Maron guys. almost was on SNL. What's that? He was almost on SNL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, like, auditioned, I think. Or yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's, weird. he's had all the SNL peeps on his podcast. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Dan Harmon. Yeah, and you were at Outside Lands. Yeah, so basically the podcast is like improvised. It's not like a show every time. And so 
like it's been going on for like six years and so it starts out like sometimes he just does like freestyle rapping for a while they had this like really big like dungeons and dragons campaign they uh, did you see the show that they made of armin quest yeah yeah i yeah. fucking love it they're shooting season two right now really did you see it i watched the first episode with antonio chico oh my, my God. friend okay so that guy the host of it spencer sure he was just a fan of harmontown he went to the podcast no way. and they were just fucking around and they were like because they just get drunk and just it goes anywhere. Sometimes they're having like a very serious conversation about race or gender issues, or sometimes you know they're like rapping and talking about poop, you know. Uh-huh. And so they were like, "Is there are there any dungeon masters in the crowd? Like we'd love to do a little I fake improv. Would love to D&D. play Dungeons and Dragons. That would be so much fun. So they bring him on stage, and then they keep bringing him every week, and then he goes on this tour with them, and now he's like on the show every week, and he was just a guy, you know. And now he like works but for them. He's Harmon like and- he's like a big like again like having people that determine what the show is like. Yeah. He, like, runs that show, too. It's so, it's so funny. Yeah. Because, like, just all the, you know, they're, like, acting out their parts, and then he's, yeah. his quips back at them are so funny. It's fucking perfect, man. So that, that show is, like, the, I mean, like, the animation makes it so sick, but, like, it's, the, it's like, the TV version of what they did on the podcast for years, you oh, know? Cool. They don't do it anymore. Um, which is makes me sad. I hope they start doing it again. The podcast, yeah. But they would they would have just these like wild Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> adventures <laughs> with back and forth and something like that. And then he has a girlfriend on the show who also has a great podcast named Aaron McGaffey. Is she the redhead? Yeah, she's the redhead. So they were they were dating, and then they get married, and then they're like talking. Oh, I about knew it, that. My friend was at her at their wedding. What? Yeah. Holy shit! Are you serious? He did. Dan Herman did Channel One Hundred One. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. That's so. His, oh my god. And then Yacht Rock. I don't know what Yacht Rock is. Wow, you would love Yacht Rock. Fuck yeah. They like take old songs from 70s, 80s, I think, and then like, you know, act out like the stories that made the songs, but they're like all <laughs> fake. And like, they're all these characters. It's very funny. You'd like it. That sounds amazing. It's a Channel think, 101 thing? Yeah, I think that's, I think I did a, a fair <laughs> summary. And then he gets a divorce and he's like, just, they're like talking about it, like, on state, and it's just like it's just a super real podcast, and wow, like, it happens every week in Hollywood. We should go sometime, man. We should go. Wait, so I think so. They don't do the podcast. What's up? They don't. They do the podcast. Stuff? They do it. Yeah, they do it. They don't do Dungeons and Dragons anymore. Oh, oh, oh. but they still do the podcast. So Anyways, wait, you were in one. I was in one because like a lot of the times they'll just have people from the audience up. They'll be talking about something, and they'll be like, "Does anyone know a lot about?" Superman or something that can defend why Superman's cool mm-hmm. as opposed because they're shitting on Superman. They're like, does anyone like I Superman? know so much about a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so they'll have sometimes when people shout stuff out and then like, or like, is anybody having like a really hard time? And then they'll come up and they'll just like kind of talk about it. And like, yeah, sometimes it's lame, but sometimes it's really sick. So anyways, we were up at Outside Lands and the recording actually like got corrupted or something. So it never got released as a Harmontown episode. Oh no. It was kind of a bummer, but it was also kind of cool. Cause that, then it was like this like little private Harmontown episode for you. You just got to yeah. kind of hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. It was sick. Man. They're not exploiting you. Yeah. And so it was, um, they were like, we were just had a, fe- we were at outside lands and we were in this like side little tent, you know, where they mm. did like podcasts and comedy and stuff. Um, and they were like, does anyone have like a crazy festival story or like a horror story from a festival? <laughs> and I like raised my hand and I told a story about one time that I went to Coachella to see Radiohead, who was also headlining Outside Lands this last year. Oh, yeah. Um, and I saw like a guy in line at Coachella getting stabbed with a pen. What? Yeah. It was fucking crazy. And so I what? told that story on Harmontown. That and is crazy. They like riffed on I'm it. I'm sure for they a loved while. it. They, it was just like, 
like because that was such a big part of my life like that podcast and i i listened to it like every day for like years trying to catch up on all the episodes you know and then i was like wait a minute this happens every and then i started going to the one in la and like i love it i watched a documentary and like cried and i like showed it to my girlfriend at the time and she didn't like it and i cried again (laughs) and so there's such so i like got on stage and i like shook their hands and they were like um okay yeah (laughs) and because it was so awkward i love that but it, yeah, that's so, so great. They made some jokes and then I freaked out. You posted stage. Instagram and I was like, oh, my God, it was the coolest thing ever, man. It was a good time. Legit. It was crazy. But I mean, so like the idea with the live ones that we do yeah. here is like half like great tie back. Really masterful. <laughs> well, I wanted to make sure that like you know, we're talking I'm about not just talking out of my ass like because um, <laughs> I haven't been able to talk really because I feel like you just I don't know. I, I, I We've never talked before. Exactly. We haven't ever talked before. And but we've done these two live show things here, and I'm just like so happy with how they're going, and I want to keep doing them forever. Yeah, I really like them. I like them too, man. And it's just the reason I like them so much is because like I'm not really doing that much. I'm just kind of like, but you're, people... but you are, you're facilitating a lot. Well, that's what the facilitating is. Is that so I can kind of like step out of the way and just like let cool people do cool stuff, and it's like this really awesome vibe, you know? Oh yeah, you're a cool guy. <laughs> Thanks, man. Rapping but, was fun. Uh, that was fun. So that was me like trying to rip off Harmontown. So that was like half Harmontown. That whatever kind of can happen. And then it becomes like Spontaneous Nation, which is this like improv podcast. And yeah. Then it becomes like a Tiny Desk Concert, which is like the end. I love thing. that. So I'm, I'm trying to see where it goes. I, I and love I know it. Jack and I are very thankful. Oh, that my God. Fuck you. Because, I mean, for those of you who have listened to Happy Sad Talk Thing Live too, uh, the, the second in Live from My Apartment, um, Jack and I did are like i don't even know what we don't have a name yet that's what the thing is basically just dumb songs which has made me so cynical about (laughs) music in general really which is so i so shitty because i like i love music um Mm. a lot that sounds so pretentious i love music (laughs) um but i was i was just it's so funny because yesterday i came home and i was so tired and i listened to all of Lady Gaga's new album. Oh, how is all it? All of Regina Spector's new album. Oh. Started listening to Eric Hutchinson's new album. And I have to listen to Wolfpack too. And it's great. like, after Tempest Stars, I was like, okay, I've had enough of like that. Yeah. I can't like totally. listen to it just band right now. <laughs> but it was like, Lady Gaga's was like kind of country. And it was like, yeah. okay, like maybe one or two I'll like feel later. But I think a lot of her songs like that, like you hear them again and you like them. Mm-hmm. And then Regina Spector was like kind of more of the same. But I was like, suddenly I had was such an arbiter of taste. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, these people like tried. Like, this is what their effort is. So and they true. like thought about these words. Like, Jack and I just like say nonsense. And then the songs are catchy. And they were like, okay, cool. Like, we can sing these. And now we have like somewhere to sing them. It's very, we're very thankful. Oh, God. You guys honestly, like, blew me away. Like, I was just genuinely dying laughing. Like, Thank you. It's such a, you can kind of hear the laughs on the podcast, but, like, I didn't mic it properly. Like They're normally. there. That's enough. It's enough, but, like, I just wish I had one extra mic just pointing towards the crowd because, like, people were just, like, losing their minds because it was just, like, fucking You, amazing. I heard you laugh at, like, one line I said, and I was like, okay, I got it. Well, this one was like... I got it. Goes, don't tell it, don't, me don't, I'm more no. than just a boy with a story. <laughs> okay, but the best part of that is that he. It's like I go. Don't tell me more than anything more than a boy. Anything more than a boy. Yeah, the chat like, does it. It's so funny. 
it's and only because like, then dad comes home and everything, everything changes, changes and the door slams. <laughs> I sing it so much. <laughs> Me too. I've oh been singing God. it this whole week. And that song was improvised on the spot. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Thank dude. you. And the fucking, the Phil Collins, the one that like halfway through the song becomes Jesus worship song. <laughs> Thank you. Well, <laughs> and that's not our, until that point. That's you know two songs. The first oh. one is, the first one. So what happened, the story of that, the origin story of that is that. The preacher understands that he's someone you look up to. <laughs> <laughs> the preacher understands. That's, oh my gosh. Okay, there's such a history to this. Before I was on Kimitas. Yeah, tell me about, tell me about this. Like, I'll tell you, you, okay. Guys... So, okay, before I was on Kimitas, Jack's freshman year. That's the improv group. Just for... yeah, My improv troupe. Who longest the longest running there? improv troupe at Kimitas sketch, uh, sketch of the USC. Blah, blah. Okay, we say that every time we introduce ourselves on, as a joke, obviously, <laughs> uh, in case you couldn't tell. Um Tyler McLean, he was also on Have You Said Talk. Yeah, number three. We talked about. He has a lot to say. The gospel for like an yeah. hour. He's a, a good, good boy. He's a truly good man. I lived with him for a little, a little period of time. Okay, so on we all go to spring break together. Last year, Ryan, who's our our director now, and Jack, um, both play play guitar. <laughs> so they came up with like these little songs. There's it was. About the director at the time, it goes, my friend Richie is your friend. Richie is our friend. Richie, let's have a really good day. <laughs> and like, another one's like, because baby, I'm high on a sunset. And then like, those were like their anthem songs. And so what happened, like right after I got on a little bit before, they would stay after rehearsal and play piano. At, like usually Jack and sometimes Ryan, I think. And we would just like kind of improvise songs on the spot with Tyler. Uh, I don't know if Chico was there. It was like, it was the three of them. And then I got on. So I kind of joined, but I was mm-hmm. very hesitant. Yeah. And then um, we have some good songs like Jack. <laughs> I was playing piano on one Jack. It's like, I don't like ya, but you're my gal. <laughs> it's like, you're my builder girl. And they, they were like dumb. Those were like very, very dumb. <laughs> and on piano. And so then this year, Jack, Jack started coming over because I live with Chico and Tatiana, yeah. also members on Kimitas. And he started playing guitar. And Jack is like, for those of you that don't know, just absolutely uh, so talented. Well, that's the thing that really frustrated me about that set is just like also everything that Jack was doing was like brilliant on He's the a guitar. You know, so, so it was just for him, it was just like fucking off. Like, and what's like, even more oh, is that the guitar playing was actually like, like really sick. We'll be like sitting around and he'll hear... A, a like little bit of a guitar part and he'll play it then find like a pattern God. and then we start a song yeah like usually if he doesn't have a, a melody already i'll like be like okay and then i'll like start it like and then but we're mm. like it's gotten to that point yeah but the very first one that we did was him going dun 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 i was like Deo. and then <laughs> and there's like a there's like a verse to that song and it's like <laughs> it was the worst of times <laughs> to be ever to known to mankind. <laughs> and then, and Jack was like, "It's so dumb." And that's kind of where it stemmed from, like these yeah. dumb lyrics, but singing like sung so sincerely. Every single hair in my head stands for love. <laughs> <laughs> Every single hair in my head stands for love. Come on, sing it, Joe. <laughs> we just changed names. <laughs> we like couldn't figure it out. Like we're like, "What is funny about it?" Because. It was very yeah. affirming to do it at the podcast. Fuck yeah. Just because it was like, we were singing them, and like, Chico is like a part of it, so of course, like, he likes it. Yeah. 
but then we were like, no one's going to like these. Like, we, we don't know. We couldn't figure out why we thought they were funny. And we're like, we yeah. just think they are. And I, well, I just, I just worship you and Jack both as like Thank improvisers. So oh. I was just like, carte blanche, dude. Oh, like, do flattered. whatever you guys want. You know? Oh, I'm so flattered. But it's so interesting just because like I used to play in a band with Jack. He used to play in the Nova Darlings. I know. And he used to play in Truesdale. And Truesdale, yeah. He's and so like. Stole him. But just seeing his mind work in, in a musical context and a comedy context, it's like so similar, you know, and it's so yeah. interesting to observe because like when you were saying like he would just like a lot of times we'd be jamming on something in the band and he would just kind of sit and listen for a second. It was like so many rock musicians when they're improvising are just kind of like playing and just yeah. doing riffs and just kind of finding something cool throughout it. But Jack would just kind of sit for a second. And then come in with just something perfect. Out of know? the air. Out of the air. You know? It's insane. And his improv is very similar. <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Oh, like totally. It's, it's thoughtful, it's reserved, and but it's, it's so not, intentional. It's never like, you can't trace it. You can't trace it. You're you know? like, well, I don't know why he's there, but he, we're right? there now. And I feel like Tyler's the same way. Tyler Improvising-wise, totally like, a lot of people I can kind of connect the dots with, like, oh, I see where you made that joke from the thing. Oh, gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And, like, yeah. Tyler will just come in with something where I'm he's just like... like a, on another level. He's on another planet. <laughs> Not even another yeah. level. And it's just always just like... Jack is like that too, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. It's really crazy. It's There's such distinct personalities in Cadiz yeah. that mesh and play very well. <laughs> and it's very fun to be a part of, but yeah. also like watch. Well, you're like a star now, man. Oh, like, thank you. <laughs> you're fucking killing it. Fucking Carol. Have you done improv before Cadiz? I did like... A teen groundling class, groundlings class. Yeah, uh, that's where I met Maddie from uh, my radio Disney career. Maddie Hell and Chase, yeah. you know. I want to get into all of um, this. We man. can talk about I'm, that. I'm a very bit. curious. But he, but yeah, I did groundlings, and then I did two of their like core level classes. Mm-hmm. But I was a spring admit, so mm-hmm. I couldn't audition my first semester. But I knew I wanted to be on Comedus. Yes, it was like I'd see them. I was like. I'm gonna do that. I like I be- I belong there. I yeah. deserve to be like I don't did know. Did you why. just see one so of the shows, indignant. or did you know the peeps? Or I like Googled them, and, like watched stuff. Whoa. There's not a lot <laughs> before you got to USC. Yeah, like in the fall, I was like still keeping up with it, and like and then I saw what, second. What, what led you to like? Were you just looking for improv groups at USC? Or? It was like yeah, I did a lot of music in high school. Not like. Yeah. playing it but i was like in choir and show choir and all these things yeah so it's like where did you go to where are you from west normal oh here you're from la okay cool. yeah westlake not harvard westlake <laughs> public school westlake which is further away mm-hmm. is that a sharp division between harvard, and when westlake i got to college and... it became that right. not in high school but then everyone's like oh harvard westlake because like they're pop they kids put you in you know, like jensen is there's so harvard many harvard westlake, westlake and Danny, daniel yeah. davila is there so it's like very true yeah. It's definitely like an archetype a little bit. It's know? like a thing. But they're like intense. Like they're a private. They're intense. We're like a public school. <laughs> but good. Good public school. No, I feel you, man. But I did choir there. I'm intimidated there, so it, by them as well. You did what? I'm intimidated by the Harvard like, Oh, yeah. They're all just like so smart. And they so like got it together. Writing essays. And yeah. I'm just like, ooh, ew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, oh, sure. Uh, whatever. Um, they... I did choir. I don't want... I don't oh, really yeah. want to talk about I it. I did choir too, man. But it was like... I was in like an intense group like, yeah. t- like group of 12 oh so it was shit. like always learning music like like i got yeah. to college and I, was, I forgot i was like i know how to sight read like yeah. I can, <laughs> i'm like i'm a musician at some point yeah and then i but i really like comedy is always but comedy comedy it's always been my thing like yeah. i'd host the talent shows and i'd write like sketches for them yes and it was like that was like that's what i want to do and that little moment like yeah. i discovered and then 
when I told everyone, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to study creative writing. People were like, oh, not music? Fuck like, yeah. I was a music person, and then I, yeah. like, totally just changed. Oh, my God. So, like, coming back with, and doing it with Jack is, like, very special. Because it's like, yeah, that's in me. Like, I play piano. I can, like. Dude, I was so stuff. impressed, like, just from a songwriting perspective. Like, because I've done that with Jack a couple times. We'll just, like, fuck around, make little funny songs. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's, you guys are really doing something special, you know? Thanks. And like, Thank you so much. Because, like, when you guys did that song, White Noise, and, like, I know this is, like, hilarious to get this into it. But I was really just, like, so impressed, you know? Like, so you guys were, like, improvising a song. And Jack was playing some chords. And, like, the mel- the phrase you came in with, you were like, don't tell me I'm wrong. Don't tell me you're sorry. <laughs> don't tell me the song I sing is something more than a blob or yeah. whatever. Like, that that was a, a great melodic phrase. And it was, Thank like, you. succinct. And, it like, it sounded specific and intentional rather than just, like, rambling and just, like, hey, what's up? And I like dogs and whatever. That's, and fuck you, I baby. Totally, I totally, I mean, I know what you mean because that's just practice, I think. Yeah. It was just, it just felt like, it just felt immediately. I was just like, oh my God, that's a song. <laughs> you know Thank you. And it was just. But what happens with yeah. the earlier ones that we used to do were like that. Yeah. And it's like, we're talking and we're singing. Exactly. And I'm saying something funny. Exactly. Like, you know, they're not really. But yeah. I think Jack and I, and especially because the night before, what it's become now is like something we want to do. Yeah. And so it's like, when do we get together and do that? But then the last time we did it, the night before the podcast. It was me, Chico, and Jack, and we just sang, like, sad ones. Yeah. They weren't even, like, funny, and they were, like, not... They were kind of dumb, but yeah. he got on my piano, my keyboard, and was, like, playing around with the different settings, because it's, like... It's a Yamaha, but it has, like, five things. It's not, like, the one with all of them. Yeah. like, my friend told it to me. It was, like, you don't need a drum kit. Like, <laughs> I was, like, you're right. I don't need to pay, like, $200 more. Yeah. And they're, like, these funny, like, strings or, like, organ ones, and the songs were just, like... Ding, 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 like sustained and yeah. then he, we found like a melody out of it and they were yeah. like s- very sweet and like yeah. they don't be performed anywhere but it's like i feel well that's the thing that's just like some of the thing that interesting me interests me so much is just like the the parallels between like improv comedy and, and songwriting and performing and just like where all of these things kind of meet you know and like yeah the thing is, I think if you guys changed the lyrics to those songs, they would just be good songs. You know what I'm saying? And so, like, there's like, so much of that. Fucking what good you're night doing. kiss. <laughs> good night. Can good I night. have a good night kiss? But so catchy. It's just like, yeah. Those, but I mean, like, so much of songwriting is just, like, improvising in small little moments. Yeah. And then, like, and then writing it down. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, and then choosing and going back or, like, and so jamming out, with a band. Or, taking out the part where you have to, like... Think, be thoughtful about it. Yeah, gives it such a freedom. It's, yeah, it's like sounds so like cynical and so like anti music. No, no, but getting into your head and kind of letting your subconscious take the lead, you know. And like I've done a very small amount of improv comedy. I was on like a very bad team in high school. <laughs> but you, but it's I, in you enough it's to in like. You. Thank you, but just enough to like understand. Like I just I'm fascinated by it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I love coming to your guys' shows because you. you guys are just like so good at it and it's just Thank like the you. most electric oh, thing when there's like good improv comedy happening in front of you and you kind of just like can't fucking believe what's happening it's, there are moments i don't know oh, if it's all the time woo! it's just like one of my favorite things to witness is like solid improv and you guys are just like fucking so good at it you know yeah it's <laughs> yeah we are <laughs> <laughs> it's it's different being in it too mm-hmm. because like we'll have moments where we're like oh <laughs> oh i'm sorry like that was not good but it's 
once you i think i I felt it more with this like music thing like when jack and i like get something and we're like together with it it's like crazy it's so fun it's like it sounds so dumb but it's like no yeah we're like really with it and like (laughs) on the same page that's fucking. Not, if you guys ever want to record or something, I could. We have. We have to. Jack, yeah. Jack. Well, the thing was like, we did it once, and then a week later, we did it again. And Jack and I were like, we should like sing more. And then we kept like mentioning to each other we really liked it, and except yeah. being like, we should like do it. And then he's like, should we do a vinyl? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Jack and I are well, hopefully. But I'd love to like amateur ass out. produce you guys if you guys need I'd love someone that. to record something we, for free for sure <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh man! So you you were you were googling USC improv groups. <laughs> oh yeah, you found Comedus. I was like weird about it. Yeah, I was like, I that's knew awesome. This, I knew this. You I had wanted. a vision, so I waited a whole semester. Yeah, and, I, and then I saw like, were you going to shows and like trying to insert yourself like no on their radar? Or were you no okay. because I didn't want to be like Desperate known to them fanboy. Yeah, yeah. So I have it was good it, call. I would have never had the discipline to do that. It sounds so strategic, but I yeah I didn't want to be like hive in every show. I really want to be on the troop. Yeah, because if someone came up to me, I'd be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I remember the very last one. I went to like the, their last one. I went to their sketch show and I went to Second Nature because I was like, yeah. and I, I didn't really know about Merry Men until we did a joint show with them, and I really liked those people at Merry Men too. And spoiler, they're really great people. But yeah. it was like I want to be on like either one of these. And I went, introduced myself, and I was like, hi, I'm going to be auditioning in the fall. Like, next time you see me, I will be auditioning. Yeah. And I remember I talked to Ryan, and his mom was there. It was, like, so weird. And I was like, you did a good job. Uh, uh, I love comedy. <laughs> and then, like, I met Michael then. I talked to Richie, who was a director. Yeah. And he was like, go talk to Michael. And then Michael and I, like, connected. And, like, he remembered me. And then I studied abroad with Fallon, who was on Second Nature. And she was like, you have to be, like... Non comedists or like on second eight, like on one of them. Yeah. Because we like spent a lot of time together. So I came back and then like before auditions kind of like was in the community a little bit, like started to get to know people. Mm-hmm. And then I went through like the whole comedist process, which is like the workshop audition callback workshop. Mm-hmm. Crazy. What was that? What's that like? It's great. It's a lot. Yeah. It sounds like rigorous. we just finished this week with the one this year. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I was talking to the kid. Uh, Sam, who is here. Sam is on Comedus now. He's on Comedus now? Oh, God. I'm so glad that if I didn't bring him Sam. up. And then you say, like, oh, yeah, he didn't make the... Co- Dude, yeah. that's fucking awesome. But it's like... He, I was talking to him, and I was just like, how's it going? And he's like, it's intense. It's <laughs> like, like six weeks. Like, it's a lot. It's six weeks of, like, you performing for Comedus. And being on it, it's like, like everything matters. Like, that's what it feels like. Everything is most important. Yeah. It's very stressful. Well, I think that kind of, like, rigor, though, is like... Because I'm sure, like, part of that process is designed to kind of put the person at their wits end or something like it like like a monk joining a monastery and then trying to like, kind of, trigger yeah. a nervous breakdown it like <laughs> it breaks you a little bit you know the scene in like the or the part of the original dark knight with christian bale where mm-hmm. he, like, goes when he has to, to go study. all the way up and fight the ghost of that guy i don't know if he's a ghost <laughs> yeah i think that's in the second movie no but the, like where he where he's like training yeah. with liam neeson or something and he's oh like, right liam neeson <laughs> but isn't liam yeah. neeson turn out to be bad i think he, he does he does uh, in the third Abul, one, I think, or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't in know. The third so, one or the second? I think it's Batman. the third one, maybe. Rob Zakul. <laughs> that's <what his> name. <laughs> Liam Neeson's character is like haunting him. 
Oh yeah, right. They're like, Ooh, I don't know. I don't, I don't remember enough. I feel like I'm so close to knowing. <laughs> but I know there's a point in the first movie where they're training and for sure he's just kicking Batman's ass and being like, he's so much stronger. <laughs> Liam Neeson, <laughs> please, Christian Bale, <laughs> Liam Neeson. You you studied abroad? I went to Spain. How was that? When was this? Is that your first semester that you weren't my? I guess it was my the first summer. Mm. So after freshman year, it was just for a month. Oh fuck yeah. Um, it was crazy. I didn't know I could speak Spanish that well. Hey. Like, I was always kind of good at it. Yeah. And then tested into two, not three. So I was like, oh, not good. But it was good to have, like, a refresher. Or, yeah, I was in two. And then my professor's like, there's a study abroad. They just ex- ex- extended the application to today. And I called my parents. I was like, mom, dad, I think I want to go to Spain. And they were like, cool. <laughs> and then I applied and then, like, got in because I think there, there weren't that many people that there were, like, 14 kids in my class. Yeah. Um, we went to Valencia and it was like, it was hard because the Spanish three class. So like not everyone's proficient yet. Like they're still kind of learning, but I really was like trying. Yeah. And so I like, I had a good time. Okay. It was crazy. What'd you do over there? Hang out? Yeah. We like went to like different cities every weekend and then like had class and then went around Valencia during the week. And like, I remember the mark of it at the end, like that I was like, I can speak Spanish. Was that like. When you're with that small of people and you don't really know each other, like, it gets dramatic when you're, like, all in the dorms and, like, people wanted to go, like, to yeah. this place and they didn't want this person to come. And I remember I was, like, relaying all of this to our culture professor who was, like, from Spain yeah. and, like, did not speak English. Maybe you should listen. I'm friends with her on Facebook. Hi, Diana. Are you trying to gossip in a second language? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't, like, it was, like, she was, like, why is that person so mad? And I was, like, well. And then I had to, like, tell this story. <laughs> And Rebecca, no quiere. Yeah, I was like, yeah, pues. <laughs> Wait till you get a load of this. Um, but I remember, I think someone called each, the other person uh, the C pues. word, which is a word, you know. Hard to translate. Yeah, I was like, probably don't bring that, that bad after. word uh, starts with un se. She was like, no se. And I was like, oh. And I think I just like whispered it. She was like, oh. Or I equated it to the Spanish word for like bitch, but worse. Right. Yeah. I was like, it's like this, but bigger. <laughs> That's so funny trying to explain like cultural idiosyncrasies. Yeah. Across, like in another language. Yeah. And I was like, deep in that other, and deep in Spanish. It was That's the awesome. hardest part was that it was like every. As much as we have dialects in the United States, they have dialects. And also, they just, like, rename things. Like, mm. they have different words for everything. So then we, like, we went to the West Coast in Galicia. And it's, like, where this big, like, cathedral is. And people, like, pilgrimage there. And they're, like, everywhere. They're fucking talking about the architecture, like, so much. It's, like, <laughs> this is the ar- these arches. I'm, like, okay. <laughs> oh, I've, I remember something, too. And, like, our tour guides are always giving you the words they use and they're like, but it's also like this word. And it's like, I don't know either of those right. words. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying hard to like understand the, what you're saying right now. Yeah, You're like, I don't know what the hip one is. And they talk the so fast. Yeah. Is. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. is happening. And it's always like about the architecture, but we had one tour guide named Manolo, Manolo who insisted on speaking English. Hell yeah. But he was like raised with British English, which happens mm. a lot if you're in Spain, I guess, because yeah, those are the people more British than, yeah. And so he was, I think I could find the video on my phone, but he was talking about this like float or like, like parade thing. And he was like, 
every year <laughs> they take the flout and uh, it goes in the street <laughs> and everyone comes around and they wave. It was like the weirdest <laughs> accent I have ever heard in my life. And like, as soon as he's like, are you excited to go inside? And like, he's like kind of Australian. I think he was, I think maybe he went to South Africa. I think that's what it was. But okay. it was like British English in South Africa and yeah, he's Spanish. and Spanish. And he was like the craziest. <laughs> Manolo. Okay. She sounds like a bad robot <laughs> trying to imitate English yeah. or something. This is English. <laughs> I'm going to find it while we're still talking. Oh, and yeah, uh, it's going to be worth man. it. What's that sticker in your Don't, phone? It's Meryl Streep on a Samoa. <laughs> This girl has an Instagram called Taste of Streep. Oh um, and gosh. she photoshops Meryl Streep onto just everything. That's amazing. Hold on. Oh, my God. Oh, here it is. Didn't play, take me long. Will you play it in the mic? And they put it in the monstrance, and they take it, uh, they put it in this, like, towel, right? And they take it out, right? They put it on the float, and they take it out, and they celebrate our procession. Corpus Christus Day. Day. (laughs) It flowed. Sounds like he's trolling you guys. Yeah, I like think he was just doing character work. He was like, "How much can I fuck these kids?" Please come see my one man show. Yeah, my one man show, World of Language. (laughs) If you had a one man show, one, what would it be about? Would it be a play? Or uh, I've thought about this a lot. What would it be called? I did like some bullshit theater in high school, and um. I mean, everyone's done community theater. That's like the mark of a well-balanced human being. I don't know if I've done community theater. I did it all through my high school. Um, mostly just because I wanted to hang out with the kids that were involved in it. Cool kids. It was interesting because like in high school, I was kind of... It was it's fun in high school because you got to do a bunch of different things, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think the thing I was kind of most publicly known for was like improv or choir. And I was like this like performing arts, whatever. Are you tenor? I was a tenor, yeah. yeah I was you... a tenor too, though. I should, Me too. Yeah. Fuck yeah. What's that, dude? <laughs> yeah, ten- you fucking baritone, man? <laughs> <laughs> Those tenor, well, tenor twos are like a little more down to earth. Yeah, because you know? Tenor like, ones are like, Hello. Yeah, it's not the part you hear. It's the fucking yeah, harmony supportive. part. Supportive, yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it's always lame, too. You're just like, I'm trying to think of a song that I could do. It's like, you can't always get what you want. That's like what the fucking tenor twos do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's just like it's like almost the melody. Yeah, know? it's very you're, close. You're doubling for a second, and then you have very to hit close. like another. Quick and you're tone. always singing like with an alto. Like, <laughs> yeah, like they're singing higher, like lower oh. than you. Yeah, <clears> true, <throat> man. But uh, I you was, were known um, for like that stuff. I was I was known as like a. People like just assumed I wanted to do theater with my life, you know. Mm. And I, I, I never, feel that. I never did, you know. Like I was playing in bands when I was in, I was like ten in middle school and stuff like that. And like that was like not ten in middle school, like when I was ten. <laughs> I was also ten in years school. old. <laughs> I was in the eighth grade at ten. <laughs> um, I was really proficient. Yeah, but you know, it's like you, you have your dream in your head and the way you want to be. And everyone sees you as something else. Everyone sees me as something else. So it was, it's totally. been really great coming to college and kind of being known for like writing songs and performing and Music like guy. recently like a little bit oh you have a podcast or something you know because like those are the things that are that are really important to me i love that, um, and yeah. i love like improv and i love theater and, and stuff like that and i definitely like hope those get to be part of my life at some point but um in a weird that's way that's what i yeah, yeah it was like, i totally i feel the opposite with music yeah exactly because in one way it's like i'm so happy to be focused on one thing and really giving my all to this music thing because it's like always been the most important thing and i really want to like make sure i'm giving it my all so like if i do have a shot that i'm gonna like 
give yeah. myself the best chance, you know? Yeah. But it, at some point, it's also like, I want to do, I want to do more things. Like, yeah. I'm, like I, I, in high school, I was doing so, so little of so much and that was so satisfying, but also frustrating because I was like, oh, I'm, I can never get this into this thing. Yeah. Because I got too many hats on. And now, I was like opposite. Yeah. I was like doing so much of one thing. Yeah. That people were like, this has to be what you want to do. Right. And then I was like, no, I want to do something completely different. <laughs> like, I don't want to do any of this. And it was like, it's cra- It's just crazy. And I think, like, I don't know, I have my own justifications to, like, mm-hmm. my feelings, I think. It's like, yeah. I always think it's really easy to show someone you're musically talented. Yeah. You know, because you could just do it sing. In, in, in five seconds. I could be like, I could sing you a riff, and they're like, wow. Yeah. You're like, here's a good voice. So like, I play you on piano. Yeah. And you're it's saying like, as opposed to comedy, which is like, you can't be like five seconds. It's hard it, to show joke. some. Well, I mean, <laughs> people that are good at it, I'm sure I'm just not at that level. No, but you know what I mean? It's like, skill. it's hard to be like, I'm funny. So being yeah. known as a funny person and then being able to like, and then I can, I could do music. Even yeah. if it's joking. Yeah. It's like, I think it's just like, for me, that's what I mean. The most sense. Yeah. Where it's otherwise like I do music and then like, also I'm funny, but I think you do it well because when you perform with Nova, I remember I saw you at like Ground Zero or something, and it was like Mackin's so funny. Oh, thanks, man. So like, I I don't know if it's <laughs> I don't know if it is one way or the other, but like your banter and like thank you, you had such a good funny persona that it was like he's like he really is enjoying himself. I really well, thanks, man. I think that means a lot to me, honestly, because like I I'm just like obsessed with comedy, and I'm always listening to like stand up podcasts and like mm. just like I really just identify a lot with just comedy writers and people when they kind of talk about how they think and how they feel and stuff like that and like but i think it works in that context because it's not what's for sale you know what i'm saying yeah so it gets to be this like other thing that if it bombs it's like well here's a song that yeah you know here's what we're all here for yeah um but it's fun but to answer your question what would my one man show be about great (laughs) i don't know man um oh gosh I'm d- I don't even know. Yeah. We do a 24-hour improvathon. I know. I haven't been to one of those. <laughs> it just it gets sloppy. Yeah. It's like we we start a whole day before our lawn show would be, and we just do improv on the lawn, and then we move, and then we have a Ground Zero show, yeah. and then we finish it with the lawn show. But like, mm. it gets weird Like at 3 a.m. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like I did a, I hosted a couple, like direct a couple hours and like, and then Chico did and we started like making up games, but I did a, like a short one man show about uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, um, per audience <laughs> suggestion. And it was called, it was called like, what's that lake he went to? Walden. Walden. It was called, I think I, it was called Ralph Waldo Emerson colon Walden, like, which I think she also has a book. Um, but I like saying as a, Fuck, what's that other guy's name? I'm an English major, so <laughs> it's like shady for me not to remember Theodore. What else, man? Whatever. I don't care. Thoreau. Yeah. Henry David Thoreau. <laughs> Theodore. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like really bad. But like I, I did one man show. The two of them? It was like, yeah, it was him. At, this is before I could like do my, my honed my musical improv skills. <laughs> but it was like him at the lake. <laughs> and then he like went to go visit 
maybe it was about Henry David Thoreau, and then he went to go visit Ralph Waldo Emerson, and I was just like very smart to know that. <laughs> but Ralph, I think it was Ralph Waldo Emerson was like a guy like this, <laughs> and I was like playing both characters. It just it, it what it felt like was like a cutaway from a show that you like to show like a crappy version of it. Like remember that one man show you did, and then it's like a bad thing. Like that's what it just was, and people were there and watching right. it. <laughs> people were like asleep for it that's amazing yeah i don't, I don't think i gotta catch the next one there's not much more to say about that <laughs> i would probably do it about like relationships or something and do mm-hmm. like little vignettes of different relationships i've been in and try to like process some of that mm-hmm. stuff myself i love serious theater <laughs> <laughs> i know part of me that just like I would probably have to make it silly or something like that because that, that just I know. does also just seem like the most vain self-indulgent. I don't like. know if I'm like just <laughs> immature, but there's Seriously. like there's such a part of me that's just like I don't ever want to define myself as an actor. I'll always be like a performer or entertainer or like yeah. comedian or I don't know whatever yeah. words come like with that. But I don't know. I just I like I don't think I can ever. I'm a storyteller. Yeah. <laughs> I could never say that. Like, being in an intro to screenwriting class, they're like, you guys are storytellers. I was like, I'm not. Sorry. I'm in the wrong spot. Like, I'm going to write a dumb sketch where, like, a dad sees his kid age and then the dad dies. And then we go backwards in time. Like, I don't think I have much to say beyond that. But, like, I was thinking, I, like, have this such a funny, I think comedians are actors. Like, I I don't mean to disrespect any of the craft of acting because it's, an an art yeah but i was like personally i could never do that i could, and like my my test was like i could never like look off stage and just go mama <laughs> like i could never give a soliloquy about someone who hurt me <laughs> but some people are good at it yeah no when you see, like and i go see like chico and Haley who are on Kimitas or bfas and like i go see their shows and they're like outstanding mm. i'm like that's something i could never do yeah and it's transcendent. I feel that too, because like, part of what is so satisfying about art making and being creative to me is is putting myself into something. You know mm. what I'm saying? And like, I'm I know that yeah, I feel if you. you got good enough at acting, you'd be really playing yourself in like a such a subtle way. But I'm always like, with the really small amount of acting that I did, I was just like kind of being myself. Yeah, I'm just like reading my lines in a magazine. Yeah, but I was like, that's hey, why I like Megan. songwriting so much, is because like I just it's get to you. be me, and it's like an exploration of self. And you can still. I mean, you could still tell a different story. Yeah, exactly. But it's still your telling. You kind of fl- exactly, but I, I don't have to. Uh, like, you I get to kind of yeah, ride sit in my your car out. in the yeah. Long Beach parking lot talking <laughs> about death. and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but like, I don't know. Do you say the word styrofoam in that song? Yeah, during the last monologue, it's like, and now I'm stuck in this perpetual conversation with styrofoam people. Great. Who and all their disposable permanents, blah, blah, Great, blah. Great, because in my head, I made up a monologue part that you were like, picking at your styrofoam cup. Can I hear it, please? <laughs> no, I just like, I don't, I think it was just that, like one line. It was like in the beginning, like, here's what I think the beginning sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever the, can you do the guitar part? Boom, boom, yeah. I remember us sitting in my car in the Long Beach parking lot, talking about death and existentialism and carbon monoxide. Boom, boom. We just went to Johnny Rockets. <laughs> and you're thumbing your styrofoam cup. We're talking about the fragility of styrofoam and you can melt it. But ultimately, it's not biodegradable. 
and that's the end. I falling for the best. Drag your eyes wide open while pulling a knife. That's all. That's all. Wait, you know what I really loved? That was amazing. <laughs> Thanks. It's a little early for me to be doing my Mac and impression. <laughs> that is honestly like just hilarious and also so flattering that you. I like, love it. It was just like <laughs> that you know that piece of music. Of course, I love Noah Darlings. Thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate love it. Love it. Thanks. I was. What was I gonna say? <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> That's basically. Can the song. say it's for the best. I feel like you and I have a similar register, so it's like yeah. That song fucks me up because I can't really sing that high because that's a high B on the chorus. No, it's not. It is, man. But I have to like scream it, scrawl it. I can't do it. I, <laughs> like I physically can't. Like we had a show last it's night. Don't even get. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like never there, anyone. <laughs> it's never there, so I can only do it by kind of <clears throat> scream faking it, and it just shreds my vocal cords. I. And we had a show last night, and it was a it was a battle of the bands thing, so it was like only like a who else who played against you? Heartwood and Sprightly. Okay. And like, um, did you guys win? No, we lost. Oh, <laughs> oh. It, it's totally like I feel like losing the Battle of the Bands is much more satisfying. Like I kind of want to put that on our Facebook, like the cover photo. Just yeah, like, losers of the 2016 Battle. You of should the Bands. put like whoever won, winner of 2016 <laughs> Battle of the Bands. Yeah, exactly. No, Heartwood won, <laughs> and they played an incredible set. It was interesting because they told us 15 minutes and the other bands just like played for like 20, 25 minutes. Mm. And so we just kind of like played for 15 minutes. You go first? We like, now we went second. Oh. And it was just like, here's another white boy alternative rock band. Yeah. <laughs> Done hearing what you've already heard? Not yet. Woo! We got more. Yeah. It was fun, man. But we didn't sing Styrofoam. It wasn't in that little set. And it just, my voice was like, I could make it through the whole set. Like it, I wasn't, I wasn't struggling. Yeah. Because that song really fucks my voice up. Like I'm, I'm, there's no time to recover because you always like go into the next one with that yeah. little end part. Yeah, exactly. Because there's so much talking and like, it's such a f- visceral song to perform. Like I really love. Yeah. There's so much like theater to it. Just like the I love just especially people that haven't heard that song before. I love just being able to like say kind of like strange things and like look into their eyes and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. But there, because I remember when we wrote that song, like, it was just we kind of had that baseline and we were just kind of jamming and then I was just sort of talking randomly. Mm. And, it, and it had like a vibe to it. And then we did kind of like a screamy chorus thing. And I was like, oh, that's a cool idea, you know? Yeah. But then. <clears throat> I love when it goes big and it's just like. Bing, bing. Yeah, that's so that's a fun. So that's the thing. Like we could never change the chorus or something like the melody because it's like. Yeah. So like what goes with exactly. So we're we're trying to think of right now what's like because you can't really change the key because the way it sits on a guitar, it's like an E minor. It's like all very open voicing chords. And like anyways, but like when we're when I was writing the lyrics, I was like. The thing that kind of struck me was like, oh, these these strange concrete details, you know what I'm saying, that you wouldn't normally hear in a song. And I was kind of just going for obscure. And then I was like, obscure for the sake of obscurity, like, gets old so quickly. Oh, yeah, totally. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if there was also... When like, you, like, a, write a story and you're like, it's ambiguous on purpose. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's no, it's so, not. <laughs> yeah, it's just so easy to get self-indulgent and be like, eh, th- look, it's deep and yeah. poetic. And so I was like, what if there was a through line to it? You know what I'm saying? Like, what if it had this kind of sense of obscurity, but also I was trying to make a larger point with it, you know? Yeah. So that was the intention, at least, you know? I'm glad you're so thoughtful about it. <laughs> thanks I love for, that. Thanks for letting me, me talk it through. That was um, Mac and Carol on Styrofoam. <laughs> now we're going to hear, we're here live on This American Life. <laughs> Talking about myself on my own podcast. Oh, we'll man. see you after the break. <laughs> Tell me about uh, the Radio Disney thing. Oh, wait, before I wanted to say, I remember, 
I, my favorite part of the Heavy Set Talking Live podcast, too, <laughs> is our acapella at the end. La, 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 la. Yeah. Heavy Set Talking. That was so, that was, I was so happy that you knew the theme song. Of course. Jang, yeah. jang, jang, da, jang, jang. That's such a funny acapella <laughs> word that, like, only jang. exists. Yeah. Zim, zim. That's another one. <laughs> Yeah, I think that was fix you. I don't know why. I don't know what it was gonna be. When you try, that's that's yeah. All those weird acapella syllables are so strange. Yeah, but I just really quickly wanted to say, and thanks for letting me like talk about all this stuff. Of course. But just thanks for like believing in this podcast thing, you know? Because it's like, of course, I believe in the podcast. Me and Jack and just like people, like, because I texted you guys like Thursday and we did the show on Saturday. You know what I'm saying? Like that was like, yeah, but we were ready for it. I was actually stoked. Yeah, I wish we had a name, but other than that, we were like, are we doing it? Yep. Okay, we're doing it. So can, well, that, that just makes me so happy, that like sense of community of just like, let's, we're all going to come together but that's and that's why this like, thing. you're so right to do it. Like you're doing such a good job because like really facilitating Thanks, is man. more than just like, just than that. It's like, you're bringing together like such worlds that need to be together and like should be, you know, presented together and like complement each other so well. And it's really like my mom for the longest time is like, <laughs> you need to have a variety show. You need yeah! to like, and then like, and then I told her about it. Like I was, after the first one, I was out of my mind excited. Fuck I was yeah. like, that was like everything I wanted to do and more. Yes. And it was just so special. Dude, I would love your help like curating like the couple of the next ones or like maybe if you want to like host one of them or something like no, that. Oh, I don't want to like... host one. <laughs> I hate the sound of my own Or voice. just coming up with ideas for like acts, you know, and like yeah. or just oh, like for sure. ideas that we could do. You know what I'm saying? Like what if we did some kind of like, I don't know improvised like role-playing game or something like that or like yeah i don't know i was thinking about having some yeah or whatever or have some like uh want to have some jazz improvisers here at some oh, you point chico like, scat chico scat <laughs> we have a whole song of just scatting but it's like chico's so funny doing it <laughs> you should have him come and just scat have someone come <laughs> have like curtis just play like a jazzy piano and chico go like do do <laughs> <laughs> My favorite scat word is Floyd Oi. Floyd Oi? Yeah. Oh. Ella Fitzgerald does it in Paper Moon. It's only in Paper Moon. Oh, no, it's not. She goes, and it's like, Floyd Oi. (laughs) (laughs) It's only in Paper Moon. trying to think we did a i did a song in my choir in high school it was trash in the camp from tarzan yeah wait it's don't tell me it goes it goes fuck 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 it goes i can't think of it right now i the only song i can hear is tell everybody i'm on my way but it's not the right song that's also it's all scat i know it's it's What's the bass part though? It's like, fuck. I know, I know. It could be so easy to find, but hey, fuck it. We'll I don't it care. Out. I don't even care anymore. Speaking That's of gone. Disney movies, oh fuck. Segway. How the fuck? Backed into happen? a corner. <laughs> um, <laughs> me and <laughs> Maddie, who is my partner at Radio Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, the semester I wasn't here, we met at Groundlings and we like stayed in touch 
um, I was like, we should do a web show because she didn't go to college and I like wasn't in college and I wanted to do something. And she was like, yeah, yeah. totally on board. So <laughs> it was called Blank Slate. And our, um, I think it was when Portland, not when Portlandia started, but it was like, I felt a lot of inspiration for Portlandia because they like do characters and stuff. It didn't turn yeah. out to be that, but we, <clears throat> uh, uh. oh, can't talk anymore. That's the end of the podcast. Um, it was called Blank Slate, unscripted and fucking uncensored, but the fucking was censored. It was very <laughs> on the nose. <laughs> and like, and we kind of like didn't really have a form to it. Like it, it was like part of us on a couch and then we like cut to a sketch that we did and then they became just sketches. And then like in the, we had seven episodes. I took them off the internet because some of them aren't kid friendly just in case it was like a, it was kind of like a thing. Oh really? Yeah. Cause the stuff we produce <laughs> now is like to such a specific audience mm. that I was like, I don't think I want like both of these things out there. Oh, the stuff you guys. My dad's now. FaceTiming. Speaking of, like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> he FaceTimes me every day. That's awesome. Should I answer? If you want to, that would okay, be great. Just for a second. Hey, Dad, I'm recording a podcast. But but okay, I want you to see the office. Okay, I see your office. There's papers. Here's the TV set. There's outside view. I know I've been there before. Do you have? Well, is there anything? Is there anything new? You just paused it, so I can't see anything on the camera. <laughs> Just go back to FaceTime. <laughs> okay. 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 Uh huh. Oh, it's it's our dog Olive. Oh. <laughs> She's sitting in an office chair. She, she doesn't know what that means. <laughs> She's working. Oh no. She's so. Hi, Olive. Hi, Olive. She's really kind of just dubious. Okay, bye, Dad. Bye, Dad. That was so sweet. He FaceTimes me every day. Oh, my gosh. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, I talk to... I see him a lot. Yeah. We don't live that far away. They, like... He loves Camitas. He does. That's My amazing. parents love... They love Camitas more than they love me. Yes! So, it's, like... It's, like, cool that I'm also on Camitas. <laughs> but they, like, worked up. love Chico, and they love Tatiana, and Jack, and Ryan, and Haley, and everyone, like... And Katie, and I think I named everyone. I don't want to leave anyone out. They love Camitas. <laughs> it's, like... They talk about it. They ask me about it. They're like, what are you guys doing? How was your lawn show? And then, like, they came to bring me my bike a while ago. Yeah. And then they were going to dinner. And they're like, do you want to ask Chico if he wants to come? And I was like, okay. <laughs> Chico, do you want to come to eBay's with us? And he was like, more than anything. That's awesome. But, yeah, they love they love that. Okay, back to uh, whatever. That Wait, can we talk about your parents for a second? I'm just like, I love my parents. I'm so touched. Are you guys close? Yeah. You guys talk about like personal each other's personal yeah. lives and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm I'm very close with my parents and my sister too. Yeah. We're oh my gosh. Big old good it's the family four of you unit. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, man. And yeah, I don't know. My parents are just did it good. They, yeah. They raised us good. Oh. And they're very yeah. they're like the most loving. So are it's they... like everything. Like my yeah. My dad like I needed a check for rent, and yeah. he but like I work so it's like essentially yeah. I have the money to pay it, but you know, he will pay it cause That's it's so college. Nice. Yeah. But he sent me the check along with like two articles that he wanted me to read about being a writer in comedy, like oh! a comedy writer. I was like, thanks. Like they're like, they really are gung ho about it. They like really believe in me. My yeah. mom did makeup in the, like in That's the industry. Yeah. I was going to ask like, are for, they like, ever? Okay. Fuck so that. she was like in it. 
And then yeah. my dad has like a lot of, he's an accountant, but he has like a lot of clients that were in it. So they're like very yeah. in touch with that world. Oh. So it's like, it feel it's different. I feel like it's different. Cause it's like, I would go to sets and things when I was little, visit my mom or like we go to tapings yeah. and it's like, and then my first job, well, my first job was working for people in his office for like this, how the company or I don't know. But my first like real job was like, I worked at, so I think you can dance. Yeah. And I was like in, produ- in the production team, like a PA. So it was like, like I'm so grateful that they did that because they like did all the legwork and then I get to like really pursue it. It's crazy. It's like I'm so thankful. I don't know. It sounds That's fucking great. Like kind of like you know what? whatever. To no, say. it's beautiful, man. I think it's inspiring. But it's like I don't know. They're great. I love them. And they like come, they always find excuses to come. Yeah. Like and my mom and dad get so jealous of each other when like the other one visits. And I was yeah. like, I have a doctor's appointment. I want to have lunch? And I was like, okay. And my dad just like came to the lawn show that Friday. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, I just like had a bad day. I was like, okay. Oh. But yeah, they they love. I'm going to cry. good people. That's fucking so awesome, dude. Yeah. So Thank this you. whole Radio Disney thing, they were like, it was really just another thing that they were like, do it. Like, yeah. Like, I didn't prove, I didn't have to prove myself to them. Right. But it was like. Like he's doing it. Like, what is it? Do you, you so host a show? Or? Essentially, blank slate. We did these video things, and yeah. and then through my friend that I went to high school with, her dad or stepdad works at Radio Disney, and he's my boss now. So he, after like a year of these videos being out, I guess they had talked and like, how do we get these kids to come in? And there was not really an angle, and so we got brought on to yeah. do short form video content. Yeah. So like. It was, like, weird because it's not stuff they'd done, like, these kind of, like, sketches. They do, like, games and, like, interviews and all this stuff. Mm. And, like, on the red carpets. Um, and we were, like, really just wild cards and still remain <laughs> that. That's sick. And so we, like, did a lot of these demo videos where it's, like, us, like, breaking in. And there was going to be, like, all this angle. And yeah. Then... And were you guys, when you're making these demo videos, are you you're filming it and editing it and everything? And, or um, are you working with? I wasn't editing it. We have, like, a producer. Okay. Uh, her name's Dina. Deans. Hey, Dina. Hey, Dean. Was she involved in Blank Slate at all? No, or, she works. So that was there. all you guys. That was just us. And so it's like filming and the, it and the editing and, and the filming it, and, and everything, producing. Yeah, that's what yeah. like got them. They were like, they, yeah, have the eye for it. Fuck yeah. Um, because that's so much a part of like, if you're making like a video, you know what I'm saying? Like so, so much yeah. of the comedic voice. The is editing is editing such a voice <laughs> and setting too, up because shots, a lot of it was like, like yeah, totally. A lot of it was like. Know? The awkward silence or like the cutaway like yeah. things like that that maddie and i really were just like what it like she totally like will admit like not tech savvy and it was like yeah i was like maddie if i can do this like what about that and she's like what about this and i was like perfect i can make it happen so then it yes. was like well because that's so much like making something is like there's so much logistics involved especially if you're on a budget and you're out doing some kind of deal and a team, like two people not just yourself it makes a huge difference yeah and so she really like dino was like really wanted us she loved, like, she saw it. She really, like, wanted it, so she really pushed it. And we started doing videos, and, like, our first videos that came out were us at their, the Music Awards, the Radio Music Awards, and we were, like, backstage, and then they let us on the red carpet. And we just, like, at first, people were pushing, like, the people to us, like, celebrities and stuff, uh, like, all the Disney stars and all these, like, people. Yeah. And we would, like, we didn't know anyone. And so we would meet them get like a gist of what their thing was and then like improvise a scenario that would happen. And it was like, we're going to ask you about this. Like Haley Steinfeld, you were in true grit. Like what would you be, what would your favorite like Western food? Like, like, and so we were being like kind of obnoxious and like, and then we started just grabbing people and like <laughs> they needed people like moving down the carpet. And we were like one second, like we were telling the security to hold yeah. on. <laughs> and, and we like got these videos and they did really well. 
And Wait, so, explain to me that I don't quite get the premise. Of it's the us like it's like a montage supercut <laughs> of us like grabbing these Disney stars and like doing bits with them and like yeah. overwhelming them. Yeah, and just being like so obnoxious and then like then like trying to play along and like they're all such nice people that yeah. they're like of course like like and then also on top of it they were like we work for Radio Disney like we are an authority figure all of a sudden because like, yeah. this is what part of your thing is coming here like we have to yeah. do it. So like totally we like totally just like you know that's broke brilliant. all the rules but yeah. these videos did well and so then we came out with a series we have a web we have like a, a web series called Maddie and Chase do lots of stuff so it'd be us oh and like gosh. a guest just like causing a ruckus like yeah. and then they they kind of transformed and so they're not as frequent but we ended up hosting their their morning show all summer Hell so yeah. from like 6 to 10 um, every day. Whoa. I don't know why I was putting up such a fit waking up right now for like a 10 a.m. <laughs> podcast. I was like, oh, I can't get up. Like, it was a big summer. deal for me. I really, also, I, mean, I, I was like, and I was like a different person. Yeah. I was like, I'm not a morning person, but I was Six there. To 10. So you, you, you're waking up at what, 4 35? Like, yeah. Ooh. It was a lot. That's dedication. Um, What's a four hour radio show like every day? It's a lot. It's like so. You're, are you are you picking it, songs or no. what are you doing? Songs are all curated. Okay. Um, and there's like so many that they play, um, and then like new ones every week, I think. But I'm not really in tune to that side of it. We yeah. turned our show. We have like five talk breaks that can be like two minutes each or something. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like a ten minute per hour, I think, essentially. Okay. And we turned ours into like kind of like a short form improv show because yes. maddie like has such a foundation in improv too yeah so we would take callers and they'd like give us a suggestion and we do like different games from it so there's one where we'd like sing a song but say meow instead of the words and they have to guess it or like and we give them a prize <laughs> Radio disney prize pack and then um or like one where they just give us a scene suggestion and we'd like act out the scene and we had, like yeah. sound effects like all this stuff were the guests like disney stars and stuff like that no like kids would kids. call in Aww. kids are the best Kids are so cool. That's amazing. And they call. Like, I would never do that. I would be so nervous. And they're like, a lot of them are very like, hey, it's me. (laughs) So casual. (laughs) And like, well, you are getting a Pete's Dragon blanket and tent. Oh, Oh, and then they freak out. We play music. Um, That's great. We gave, I think we gave out too many prizes because we have a a, a one hour show now. Like, we can't take calls. (laughs) It's just like me and Maddie like talking. Yeah. Um, What's the one hour show? It's now called Maddie and Chase Do Lots of Stuff. Wednesdays at 4, 11, 10 a.m., rated as NYAP, Serious XM. Oh my God. Um, That's fucking awesome. And I think it re airs on Monday, but it's like, we have like a theme song. From our video. Oh so my it's God. like, Maddie and Chase, Maddie and Chase, do lots of stuff. Dude, it's that's like, fucking sick. Yeah, it's like how we said talk thing. Oh my God. Um, so that's yeah. incredible. So then now we like, I had no idea this Like happens. every other week, essentially, we'll have like a guest on. Like we had uh, this girl from a show called The Real O'Neill's on ABC, ABC, not ABC Family. Yeah. And we had um, like this guy who's like big, like a big social media kid. Um, it's fun. It's really fun. That's and we just like, so and sick. then we like make videos with them and yeah. we kind of just do whatever. Oh my God. That's so sick. And then people are just like, yeah, that's like, that's my thing. job. Oh my God. I know. Dude, that's fucking amazing. It's very fun. Holy shit. So yeah. you, what were we talking about? Did we have another thing that we were talking about? I forget. That was it. My family. Your family. Improv oh, music. Man. Do you want to be a comedy writer? Is that one of your, yeah. one of your goals? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I hate saying, I mean, like people are always like, it? No, I mean, I don't hate saying it, but it's like people yeah. are always like, do you want to do SNL? <laughs> do like, you? 
Like everybody wants to do SNL. Yeah. Of course. Like, and that's everybody's like, that's the one that makes like our yeah. generation now being born in it, not being born before it or not being born. Like, yeah. Like you know, we the grew beginning. up with it already being this institution. Totally. It's like, you know what I'm saying? that's what people look to and they're like, I want to do that. Yeah. Well, also because it's like a legitimate thing. It's like impressive to say. It's like respected. You know what I'm saying? It's so, the, it's so you can like, say to your parents, like, I want to be a part of this respected institution. For sketch comedy, it's like the top. Yeah. Because it's the longest. But then also like in the last like five years, like Amy Schumer, Kean Peel, like Matt TV for a while was there too. But it's like, yeah, there's so many, Broad City, like there's so many different things you could write for and that's like what i'm learning now Mm. you know it's like this is a world i know nothing about i could do whatever you know it's like yeah you you grow up as like a little kid being like i want to be on snl and everyone's first thing is like you should be on snl yeah you know (laughs) like of course i've gotten told that but it's like because no one else has like a frame of reference like no one's like yeah you know the Chappelle show like (laughs) yeah things like that (laughs) exactly um you know tim and eric you would be great (laughs) tim and eric (laughs) like no one says that right because well because that's the one that's penetrated the biggest like totally and so it's like you know that's everybody's dream but being able i think what i being a being a music person i'm sure you got this in your in your music making yeah time is just like uh Oh, like you you should go on the voice or like you should go to american for american idol yeah yeah like that's or like that's the fucking the real thing deal. that was like <laughs> middle school, but I don't know why they're like you should be on Glee. Yeah, <laughs> I got told that it's like whatever is like the big thing. Like people are like, oh, yeah. you're gonna do that one day. Yeah, it's like, exactly. It'll be done by the time I'm doing that. But yeah. Well, another thing, I was at the doctor's office the other day, but... and this guy was telling me I should go on the Voice, and I like everyone. They, oh, like you oh, shouldn't go on the Voice, right? Like not at all. First you're first like all, you're supposed to cover people's songs. Well, first of all, I don't really sing that well. You know what I'm saying? Like. You have a style. Well, it's like it's, but it's me doing my. Th- I don't. Know, it's just it's an interesting idea that the public perception of people pursuing music is going on this a like show. voice contest show, which you know I like, which turns out very talented people for sure. No, they're super talented people pursuing. I'm not trying to knock but them it's at like, all, but just like most like a like a music making career of like people like like totally. like, like songwriting it and making feels... records is just it has nothing to do with that's like that's a television institution. Yeah, and it gets you, you like know? a little bit of recognition, and it's super respectable, and like there are talented people on it, and but. You, it's, yeah. It's just funny than people thinking like, oh, if you're pursuing music, the next step is that's the next step. Exactly. And it's like not. (laughs) Yeah. What I'm saying. Like totally. And it's like and. Yeah, it's just. I don't know. I have so much to say. (laughs) Finding like I people are always like you have a voice and you have to find it. And it's like, I don't think (laughs) I don't think you have to find it. I think you have to recognize it. Mm. That's something that I've really like tried to like allow myself like a peace of mind. It's like, yeah, people think people see me as something. So I shouldn't try to be what I, what I think is funny. Like if I'm being funny, being myself and like whatever I can perform as like, then that's what my voice is. And like mm-hmm. what makes me giggle or like the things that come out of my brain or like, that's the things that I should write. Not like, I should write a sketch that is kind of like Tim and Eric and it's really absurdist. And like, if I don't think it's funny because you can write for a style, which is important. Like that's such an important skill. If you're like, want to be a staff writer and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, I mean the dream now for me, I think is that I could get to a point where I could create stuff that I think is funny and there would be an audience. Yes. It's funny. Yeah. And then like, like your sensibility is what is in demand. Yeah. Not like how well I can fit. Which sounds like, yeah. you know, it's just, it's like, it's a 
peace of mind thing more that I'm like, yeah. if I keep doing it one day, someone will find it. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. But I like kind of believe in that a little bit. Fuck yeah. Especially because like this blank slate thing that it's like we had a web series and then people found it and they're like, that's something we could use. Yeah. And then I like get to do that. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. And it's like man. on a certain scale, but. When you and I don't know who your heroes are, and I'd love to hear who they are actually. But just you see people that are doing exactly what they want, and that's always the most convicting art, you know. Yeah. And like songwriters, like I don't like I talk about Father John Misty a lot on this podcast or <laughs> whatever. But like just people that are like that kind of have some kind of self realized like making the thing that they want to make, and that and like, it's building it, a career off of that. It takes like, a long time to get to that point. Yeah. Like being comfortable with admitting like. I want to create stuff that I like and also having the means to create stuff that you like because it's like, yeah, it's not always going to work. Yeah. Like people aren't going to want it. And then you have to like yeah. do something else to make people like you <laughs> enough to make them listen to what else you have to say. Yeah. And then they're like, Oh fuck. Like there's so much <laughs> other stuff that I like about you now. Yeah. I mean, that's the dream, man. Yeah. It's that's, dis- it's discouraging. So when people are always like, when I write for SNL, it's like, of course, I'd like to write for SNL if I had the opportunity. But I want to write for Chase also. But it's like, but hopefully, if I get to that point, it's because yeah, I'm creating stuff that they want. But also, that's a launching pad for so many people. Like so many people totally. do their time there, and then like, I feel like the thing you know, you spend like what five or six years there, yeah. and then then people do do what they want, and like Amy Poehler does parks and recreation or something of course like, you know totally a 30 rock all these like offshoots and things exactly or that's sort of almost like a even though it seems like the destination for people which is like oh you do improv and stuff and sketch comedy like that's what it's you hard do. it's because but it's really a stepping stone for people's kind of larger careers in a way you know it's because it's a career that like doesn't have a path yeah <laughs> and and i've i thought about this a lot too because like improv the improv community like has gotten really popular i think Mm-hmm. Like groundlings and like UCB and all this stuff. It's yeah, like UCB is packed all the time, man. Every so time many I go classes. to see a show, yeah. And it's like because everyone's like, people have done this and gotten to where I want to be, and then it's and then I've like had this thing that's like, okay, so do I follow like a path that people have already done and like try yeah. to do it that way, or do I try to like, I don't know. So I'm like where I am right now, I and it's just you. like I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing and like see where it goes, and that's like, yeah, I'm graduating a year early now. Whoa! Yeah, at the end of this year, I'm gonna be done. <gasps> what? I know. Oh. <laughs> so I was just like, I'm really just like, whatever will happen will happen. Kesara Sara. Have you heard that song? Awesome. No. Oh, there's a really jazzy. There's a lullaby version, and then there's a really jazzy version. Flado. It's like Kesara Sara. Is that is that Latin for like whatever happens? Whatever. Happens. What will be will be. Ooh. I think it's Spanish. Yeah, like. for sure it's Spanish. I know for a fact those words mean what they mean. Yeah. Remember I went to Spain? We talked about right. that. Right, of course, from earlier. <laughs> yeah, remember from earlier when we talked about <laughs> when we stood abroad? Yeah. Um, who, are, who are your heroes, man? Who, like, who are the cool. people whose oh, career man. you see and you're like, I want to be that guy? I think different aspects of different people. Yeah. Like, I've always said for a long time, Steve Martin. Mm. Because I think he's just like a brilliant comedian. Yeah. And also, he does music. He wrote a musical. Oh, he's like he's won like banjo awards. Like he's like an accomplished. He started. Banjoist. I don't know how much you know about Steve Martin. He started performing at much. Knott's Berry Farm playing banjo. Really? That was like his first job. What? And like, and then he get, got into acting and comedy and all that stuff. But it's That's like crazy. He puts out like legitimate banjo albums with his. Yeah, I think her name's Edie something. 
I don't know. Like the two much. of them wrote the music to a musical that was on Broadway, like nominated, which is so funny because the Tonys this word uh, year, I'm like a musical theater person too. Okay. There's like, that's in me. I was in a musical last year. Oh, um, I didn't know this. I know. I know. <laughs> um, the people nominated for best score, like original scores and stuff. It was like yeah. Sarah Bareilles, who I love. Oh, Steve yeah. Martin and his writing partner. And then it was like, Lynn Momo Miranda for Hamilton. Like <laughs> I was like, like that sucks for them, but like he how did he, how do you think he feels? Like he knows he created something crazy, like yeah. world changing. And like his competition are like these two extremely established people in their own art. Like Sarah Bareilles and Steve Martin are like his yeah. competition. So funny. But I love Steve Martin a lot because one for his comedy, like for his delivery, all this stuff, like that makes him who he is. But then also like, I said this to my mom a long time ago when she asked me a lot of same questions because he like is not in the media. Like, no, he's a presence, a presence and like so big and like hilarious and is never like in tabloids or like there's no, nothing bad to say about him. Yeah. And I think that's such a just honorable thing yeah and probably so much more conducive to like a content lifestyle you know where you can be removed and yeah. just kind of like focus on the like present and like live your life and, and he's then so loved when you want to reveal yourself and, and kind of do a public thing yeah just being able to walk in and out of the picture that's kind of the dream and kind of that same thing like the broad city girls um abby and alana because i saw an interview with them where they're like what's like one of the hard things about the show something and they were saying, like, we play characters that happen to be ourselves. So mm. it's like, and I relate to that because, like, I mean, totally on, like, a smaller scale because they're, like, <laughs> big deal. But, like, you know, Maddie and I play ourselves, but it's, that's, like, not who I am. It's, like, we're characters of ourselves. And so they were, like, the hardest thing is, like, people come up to us and they're, like, I want to smoke with you. And they're, like, we're not really stoners. Like, sure, yeah. we'd smoke or whatever. But, like, those are characters yeah. that we write. And so, like. I totally was like, yeah, they like get it. Like they're just so cool. I don't know. That's I like fucking awesome. I don't even know. I like I think people I think are funny. Um Paula Pell, mm-hmm. who is like a legendary SNL writer. She is like you probably would recognize her cuz she, she wrote for SNL for a long time. Um like with Kristen Wiig and her writing partner and they like did a series. Her and her writing partner did like this series called Hudson Valley Ballers, which like to this day is like makes me laugh so much. I think it's one of the funniest things I've ever watched because it's just like s- such a. They're so funny. I can't even explain it. But she was in Thirty Rock. She's like, what's his name? The oh, I haven't watched it in such a long time, and I feel bad because it's one of my favorite shows. Not Hank. <laughs> Fuck. Did you watch Thirty Rock? No, I didn't. I oh, not... she's like a very minimal part, like an extra part, like someone's wife that they cut to once. I never got into 30 Rock. Like, I love, like, NBC comedies. Like, there was a time when I think The Office, Parks and Rec, and 30 Rock were all on at the same time. I think all in a row, too. Yeah. That was, was, like, like such a big Office fan and yeah. such a big Parks and Rec fan. And I just, I didn't really give 30 Rock a chance. Yeah. But I would see the previews and stuff, and I'd be, it just didn't strike me as It's so fast. My it's thing. very funny. Yeah, but, like, people that I think are funny and people whose sensibilities I either have similar sensibilities to or think are funny, every, like, love 30 Rock and, like, admire the writing out of it. And like, Yeah. So maybe it's... I'm sure it's super sick, but I just never it's very got funny. into it. It's, like, it's very character-driven, which is, like, funny. Mm, totally. Um, 
Well, so is Parks and Rec. They all are yeah. just, I mean, good writers. They're good everything. But she, Paula Pell, I think is such a funny writer. Mm. And she wrote, um, what did she just write? Something with all of the SNL girls in it. Like Rachel Dratch was in it. I don't remember. Oh, Sisters, I think. Oh. Amy Poehler and Tina yeah. Fey. I saw the preview. Didn't see the movie. I saw it. She was, and she was in it too. Was it good? Yeah. It's like. You love them already? Yeah. So you're like, of course I'll go see a movie with them. <laughs> oh, I remember. Yeah. Like, I think it came out the same weekend as Star Wars. And they like all of their campaigns <laughs> were like anti-Star Wars. Because <laughs> they can get away with it. It's like, that's great. That's classic. Um, Hudson Valley Ballers, I recommend watching. It's on YouTube. Hell yeah. And then Lexus like, sponsored a second season of it. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's it's awesome. very funny. What else? I don't even know. Like, what do I watch? I watch a lot of TV. Hell yeah. I love TV. I yeah. watched, I was rewatching Arrested Development. Oh. I started watching Breaking Bad over the summer. I know. Are you finished with it? No, I don't <laughs> have the time now. Also, I started Jesus. watching Black Mirror. Hell yeah. I watched How to Get Away with Murders, like my shit. <laughs> I haven't gotten into Black Mirror yet, but I've heard. You don't need to get into it, just they're anthologies. So it's like. You can watch one and for an hour and your mind will be blown. And then you watch another one. It's about something totally different. You're like, oh, fuck. Well, I know a new season just came out yesterday. I finished it the night before, Thursday night <laughs> at like 1 a.m. And then during our launch show, Chico had his phone out and he had a notification from Netflix that said season three now available. Yeah. That's what I got. That's what I was talking about. So you had already seen it. Yeah. Fuck so yeah. I just finished season two. Jesus and Christ. And like the third one came out. I have to watch it. Ooh. But it, that's a good, good show. And now they have like Netflix production budget, I think. Is yeah. what people have been telling me. Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm into. I watch a lot of comedy. I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I love TV. Yeah, I'll watch everything. <laughs> not everything, but like I'll give it a try. Yeah, but not like. Do you watch cartoons? Chicago PD. Right. <laughs> yeah, Adventure Time. Yeah, I like it. I feel like you're very Adventure Time. Whoo! That's a big part of my life. I love Adventure Time so. Like much. I feel like you emanate that a little bit. <laughs> It's just such just Pendleton Ward is just like one of my favorite. He's so funny. people, you know, and yeah. like just I really feel like that show. Is he the writer? He's, he's the writer creator. Like it was his. He does dream, the, you know? the Ice King. Is that him? Is he no, the voice? No, no, no. I think SpongeBob is the voice. Oh, of Tom Ice Kenny. King. Is that his name? Yeah, I don't know his name, but I no, be Pendleton Ward is the guy that created the show, and like it's, okay. it's his cartoon. Um, I was just thinking the other day too. Like, remember um, Fairly Odd Parents? Yes. That was like a, a good show. What a weird show. Like such a good show. And then because <laughs> someone post, I saw someone post like the theme song from Danny Phantom. Yeah. Like, Gonna cut your mole because he's Danny, Danny Phantom. Phantom. <laughs> um, his parents built a very strange machine. But uh, <laughs> so that was like a good, like cartoons are good. Yeah, man. I think that just like Adventure Time really changed because I, I was a big, I would always watch cartoons as a kid and like. Cartoon Network was like the shit. I love Cartoon Network. Yeah, well, it was like Courage Cowardly Dog and Samurai Jack and Dexter's Lab and Johnny Bravo and like yeah. And I I want to say Ren and Ren and Stimpy might have been Nickelodeon. Ren and Stimpy was a little bit before I think they're Nickelodeon, yeah, that but was also earlier. like that's weird, weird as fuck, super out there. But then there was this weird period of Cartoon Network 
where they like kind of lost it a little bit, or maybe I was just growing up or something. Also, where they, like they tried to do all this like Teen Titans live action stuff. I did like Teen Titans a lot. It was super Big sick. Fan. They re- they're doing it now again. I know. I, it looks weird though. They like reanimated it. It looks more like anime, and I'm like, I don't I think I could feel get betrayed. It. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's because it's funny because it was like a cartoon that had anime parts. Yeah, exactly. Well, they were just one frame would be like all yeah. anime. Now yeah. it's like, yeah. And I just, I mean, like for me. Adventure Time really changed the game and like said like oh like a cartoon can be really deep and like yeah, have so many he, layers. They like Finn and Jake go through like a lot. Yeah, like they're like there's like where he's going through shit with his dad, like his like absent. That father. whole season is intense. Oh my god! And well, then there's all these like transcendent like psychedelic moments, and then like shit that's just like it can be weird. It you can know, be dark. It Dream can guy, be, what's his name? Uh, Cosmic Owl. Yeah, the one who's like a bot, like a room. Oh, Prismo. Prismo. Yeah, Kumail Nanjiani. That's. The craziest, <laughs> like, that was that episode where he, like, they have to go wake up the guy. The other version of Yeah, Finn. but then he'll, like, no, no, yo, yeah, was it Finn? They, like, like go. Oh, oh the guy that's sleeping. For, yeah, and they yeah, have to like, yeah, go yeah. wake him up. And yeah. it's like, but you're going to, like, die. And, yeah. Like, they talk about <laughs> it. Yeah, well, that so that, like, to me, that's brilliant. Like, a kid show that can talk about death and, like. I love it. And, and kind of be fucked up and dark. And, like, there's some <laughs> twisted episodes of that show. Yeah. But also be really silly and obscure and, and not pander to the audience. You know, like, I really yeah. feel like that just, like, changed a lot of what, like, kids. And it's very smart, too. Do. It's super smart. Like, I just, I think that shows, like, there's so many just, like, beautiful, like. Cartoons. wise little nuggets in that show you know where i'll just be like really like i'm like fuck that really like hit me you know what I'm saying? yeah you know? you're like oh man like yeah. i can't watch it to be like good time always exactly and when I, I don't watch it like oh this makes me feel like i'm 10 i mean a little bit like which is awesome you yeah. know what i'm saying and obviously it's but there's this there's this i don't know there's this highbrow lowbrow thing going on where it's like they'll just be like hot dogs poop hooray you know but yeah. then sort of like have this kind of existential beautiful moment at the same time also it, like well i love I think other cartoons i love rick and morty oh my god speaking of dan Harmon, man it's fucking unbelievable that's a crazy show <laughs> and like the second season was like so sad at the end yeah oh my god uh morty <laughs> uh, you gotta shove this up my butt morty Rick, I fucking uh. uh it's not gonna fit. Uh, my butt, my butthole's too loose, Morty. You gotta, you gotta put it in yours, Morty. You gotta put it, put it in your butt, Morty. Yeah, they're gonna find you. <laughs> you can shoot them. They're robots. Uh, I don't know, Rick. I don't know if I can do it, Rick. <laughs> it's because Justin Roiland, who's on, he's so funny. He's fucking brilliant. Oh man. my god. So he does Lemon Grab on Adventure Time. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's unacceptable. He does the voice of Rick and Morty. I know. It's oh god. He it's amazing. Like. The one episode where they're channel surfing, yeah, is like Comedus's collective like God episode. Where Cause like because that they just put him in a booth for like an hour. It's just improvised, and it's just he just improvised. And like all. that kind of that kind of like like not giving a shit, not thinking about it. Improv is like what we love now. Yes! Like when you say like when I say something dumb, it gets the biggest laugh from like <laughs> our, amongst ourselves. Because it's just two like two brothers. Yeah, it's just it's just that's it. It's, it's called, two, called brothers. two brothers. That's the one I was thinking about. But it's like when you like really know it's coming out of nowhere. It's just like like you said something. I have ants in my eyes, Johnson. I got so many ants in my eyes, I can't see anything. We got, we got doors. Wait, hold, fake doors. Where's he going, Rick? Fakedoors.com. Hold on, Marty. I don't think I don't think the commercial's over. <laughs> what? Are you, just, are you making a sandwich? <laughs> Come on down, big doors. <laughs> Are you tired of all no, these No, oh my god, doors? the one that one that Tatiana loves most is. Welcome, personal space. This is my personal space. One, this is my personal space. <laughs> Number two, don't touch my personal space. Three, 
This is my personal space. <laughs> the and the then he, he rips off his skin. skin. <laughs> <laughs> oh! See you next week. Have you seen a show called Animals? No. It's on HBO. It's all improvised cartoon. And so like they'll have cool. in, like improvisers come in. And they'll have a basic rundown of a scene, and there's there's a little bit of through line to some of the episodes, like Curb, Curb yeah. enthusiasm, like that. It's mostly <laughs> but, improvised. Yeah, I read yeah. a beat sheet for it's it. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. What was the lead? What was it like? What was that like? It, it Real might... quick, just this cartoon, and then I want to hear everything for about sure. that. But they'll just have improvisers come in, and then they'll animate afterwards, you know. And so it's yeah, like I love that. That's what they do on uh, Harmony Quest a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because yeah, because that all happens live, and then they animate it after, yeah. and they're cutting back and forth. But anyway, animals. animals is I'll a great watch cartoon. But it's like it's like adult and dark and fucked up. And like, like BoJack, I start. I watched like yeah. three episodes and I was I really into it. I haven't seen that, but I, I've heard really good. I shit think about I should BoJack. watch more because everyone tells me. Also, I I'm think a big it, Paul F. Tompkins fan, and he's on BoJack Horseman. Is he? I don't know what character he plays. But I don't I know. know. I think it's show. Will Arnett is the main guy. Yeah, he's the main guy, and, and then, then Paul F. Tompkins is on that show. And also, he has a major role in it. I think. What's um, his name? Uh, Aaron Paul is in it oh really that's why everyone Fuck was yeah. telling me all summer because like i'm watching breaking bad I'm like do you watch yeah. bojack horseman and i'm like why is everyone saying this all of a sudden it's because he's in it out, man. um what was the lead sheet like for curvy enthusiasm the beat sheet the beat sheet that's oh, what it's just called to hit these certain beats and then whatever happens yeah so between. my screenwriting professor was like in a couple episodes yeah and he posted like the script quote-unquote um of it and it's basically just like this scene like movie theater larry tries to bring in a water bottle but the like a woman says he can't bring it in and then he's like surprised because she doesn't work there and then this happens and then this happens and like all of the dialogue is improvised whoa yeah that like totally was i was like oh fuck i think i mean i think that's amazing i don't think it's written right but it feels like that too that's That's, why it definitely does that's i love that shit man and i'm sure they do like multiple takes but it's like yeah it's it's amazing that's great (laughs) well just talking about this stuff that's like improv comedy like one of like we were talking very briefly the other night about ben folds i love ben folds. and he's such a brilliant figure because like he's so good he's fucking amazing you know and like he improvises he'll improvise songs on stage you know you saw that thing the what, rock this bitch you know yeah he calls it when he just improvises a song he brought kesha out and <laughs> yeah <laughs> did a whole thing but like a lot of his songs like effington i think is one of them and there's a couple songs like on his albums that just that he just improvised on stage, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you and Jack, you know? And it's just so Yeah, sick. White Noise is going to be on the album for <laughs> on sure. the next Ben Folds album. But he's someone like, he's, he has such a sense of humor about his music. Um, But it's like not novelty music. And I, like a lot of people that I will show Ben Folds songs would be like, oh, this is hilarious. Like there's one cover that he does of Video Killed the Radio Star. And I was showing cool. it to my friend. and she, heard that. It's fucking sick. It's a B-side from um, the Whatever and Ever Amen album. Yeah. And there's, if you get like the deluxe version there. It's fucking so sick. Yeah. Um, especially because it's just like, it, all the whole band is just like piano, vocals, drums, and fuzz bass. And it's just like, so sick. Um, and like... Fuzz bass. It's so... Oh, it's amazing. Um, but And so I'll show people Ben Folds and they'll be like, this guy's so funny. And they'll think that he's in the same vein of like Flight of the Concords, Tenacious D, or something like that. Yeah, Flight like, of the Concords guys are like, I love them. That's like they're kind amazing. of me and Jack are like, we love them too. <laughs> um, they're amazing, but I mean, they're they're comedy. The they're comedy doing is the it, heart of what they're doing. They're doing it for the joke. Yeah, like exactly. and the, and they happen to be good musicians. Ben no, Folds yeah, no, is no, like they're great musicians. I'm sure they're and they're also incredible songwriters. But I mean, like they're 
their comedy through a musical lens yeah. as opposed to like Ben Folds is like me, is he's he's music but and doesn't have like, to take himself seriously exactly and so like but he that's does, just, but he has like things to like nice things to say yeah well that's just like one of the flavors that he employs you know yeah and it's and so like, interesting at his concerts too he's very like kind of like fuck it like yeah. i'm doing a show for you like yeah. you're like, like we know that's why we paid and he's like i know like <laughs> it's totally just like it's he's so good it's just he's so much fun to watch and he's amazing also he like has so much in his head yeah. because i saw him i told you i think i saw him with that group which was called why music why music yeah i knew it was something like that like six or seven piece chamber ensemble that are like classical insane musicians. Oh, dude, because they rocked so fucking hard. Because there, there was no bass. Like, I think the lowest thing on stage was a cello. Yeah. And like, and he was, like, killing it. He was killing it. I kept it. watching the girl on the flute. Yeah. Like, she was crazy. Dude, and then they would was, sing, too. Yeah. Oh, when my the God. The chick did the Regina Spector. Yeah. yeah was, she was the flautist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she was amazing. Great. Yeah. But, like, also I saw him with the L.A. Phil. Yeah. Which is, we like. We talked about this. We were both at the same. Ten times. Shows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you. Because we were at right. the Orpheum. Yes. And then we were at the. Yeah. But, like. He just has the mind for the orchestration. Like, yeah. it, his songs all of a sudden, like, fit. Like, yeah. that chorus when they were singing Jesus Land. Yeah. It was like, I was like, this is music. Dude, and there was, like, the full moon over there. Yeah. And there was that cross on the hill at the Hollywood Bowl. If you look yes, the right, totally. And Jesus Land was playing. And, and like, like, the God, oh, the choir. Yeah. The Jesus Land. Well, he's, he's such a smart arranger. And, like, even if you listen to those early Ben Folds 5 records that are just those four elements yeah. of vocals, piano, fuzz bass, and, key, and drums. Like, the way they're put together is, is so smart. You know what I'm saying? Especially in rock music, there are so many sort of just, like, obvious tropes as far as, like, how to put something together where it's like, okay, the guitar player's going to chug power chords and the drummer's going to go... You know, sure. the bass player's going to go... Dum, dum, boom, 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 boom. And there's, like... There's just like easy kind of, I don't know if there's an equivalent to comedy writing where it's just like there's this kind of easy standard way to approach this. Yeah. You know, but like Ben Folds, just like seeing his mind work in different contexts. It's like, it's like he thinks differently for every instrument and then puts it all together. It's like, yeah, it's not like he has like a sound and then he's like, and how do I make it happen? He's like, yeah, if the piano, maybe the piano is doing something like this and he's like, you know, it'd be cool if this drum was like this. Then he's like, yeah. oh, and the bass like do that. And then all of a sudden it's like. <laughs> Oh fuck! Yeah. Like, so, and then when you give him the like ability to orchestrate for like exactly. uh, whatever, how big the LA Phil is, like a hundred plus people, yeah. like every part is like there. Oh yeah, and as if it was like all needed to be there the whole time. Exactly, and it's just so brilliant because like yeah, everything is fitting in into like this very intentional space in this rock band setting, and then also in the orchestral context when he's writing a concerto, you know, and like one of the things that was so great is like even when he was playing, I think he just did one movement from it. But, like, you could hear his humor in the orchestral writing. You know what I'm saying? Just the way, like, a certain phrase would be with a piano. You're like, mm. that's fucking Ben Foltz. Like, he's hilarious and then sentimental. And, like, you could hear all that I, in the classical context. And I, I had was like, a big realization amazing. like that last night when I was watching Thumpasaurus. Yeah. Because Henry was, like, playing the sax. And also, what's the main guy's name? Not the main guy. Lucas. Lucas. Singer? Wait, No. There's Henry was Henry was the drummer, Henry Solomon the sax player, Logan Kane the bass player, Paul Cornish the keyboard player, and then Lucas Tamron, the singer guy that's like I'm too fucking for my motherfucking <laughs> Lucas is with dark hair? Yeah. Yeah. He's the curly black hair yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like he cut out this part of the podcast. Lucas was like playing guitar and he was singing is just, it recording? Yeah, let me just see what time this is at. Oh, no, 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 no. 
around 90 minutes. Just making a little mental note. Wow. To- Remember when I was like, I don't want to do two fucking hours. And here we are at 90 minutes. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, Look at us now. Whatever. Lucas was like yeah. doing some riff. First of all, they like play whatever comes out of their fucking mind. And then the whole band knows the song. Like yeah. there was like a, like a measure where it was just like, <laughs> like all it was like blew my mind. But anyway, he was like yeah. singing it kind of along like off the mic while he was playing it because I was like, that's him. Like, he knows exactly what he's playing on guitar, and he's, like, singing it through a guitar. Yeah. It was crazy. It was, like, you know, he's thinking of that while he's playing. It's not, like, I guess when you don't play an instrument. I do. I play piano, but not mm-hmm. to that ability. It's, like, I don't know what it's going to sound like before I play it. Yeah. And, like, a lot of musicians know. Well, I feel like that's the the trans, like, the, the, the ideal thing, you know? And, and what is convicting about <clears throat> any instrument is, like, when it kind of imitates a human voice, you know what I'm saying? And like, we'll talk about, cause when you're playing like an instrument, there's no, you don't have to breathe. Like one of the things that like a saxophone is so compelling is because there's a sense of breath to it because they have to He's breathe to make their instrument to work. Henry, yeah. He was like, yeah. he held it for like a while. And it's I was amazing. Like, That's And like incredible. the thing about a piano or something or a guitar where you don't have to breathe, like great players are still playing with a sense of breath, mm. you know? And it's, it's so easy to just play constant cool notes. That's so true. But it doesn't sound human because that's not how the human voice works. But it's know? like even the guy on keys did this one part where they were like funking. Yeah. And he played this like 8-bit thing. That's yeah. what I felt. That was like the vibe I got. Yeah. And it was like, and it was like, it worked. And it was like, you know, he was singing as kind of discordant, but like totally there. Yeah. Like, oh, exactly. And Fuck then like yeah. he soloed a little bit and then it was like, Oh my Paul's god! Paul's unreal, man. Cause he was... he, he'll just play the most out stuff that just sounds like, just because he's just jazz master central, you know. So it, he'll just play the like, tell. notes that I just I don't even understand how. Well, you're talking about Jack and how he comes up with something that I don't even understand. Paul Cornish, like I can't follow his train of thought. Like he's so, but I know it just comes. From there was one part where it was like rigorous understanding of chords he was and like, notes. Really, just like it was pounding, and you were like, "Yeah, where is this going?" Yeah, but you're like with it because you're so compelled. And then it was like, and then you were like, oh, fuck, yes. Everything makes sense in the world. And it was just like the crazy. I was like out of my mind. It was incredible. Wait, you want me to cut this part out of the podcast? No, I meant the part where I didn't know his name. That's Oh, that's why. Okay, so that's why I went over to the computer to check. Oh, no. I thought you were going to talk shit on the source. Yeah, don't tell them I said this. Also, Truesdale did their same set. Not their same set, more like a. I guess almost an hour, but they added Mallory mm-hmm. too. And they're like, guitar is so cool. Like yeah. every time, like kind of like the same thing with Ben Folds. Like when they add an instrument, I was telling Lauren this, it's like, it sounds just so great. Yeah. Well, that's, so that's cool. the thing. There's so many rock, like you'll see rock bands with like four guitars on stage and they're all playing like basically the same chords and the same voicings. And it's just like all mid range and it's over. The, it's just stupid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's, it's really like when you have instruments that can like do it, yeah, and everybody's like serving a slightly different purpose, you know mm. what I'm saying? Where it's like in the same way of like an improv group, if you have like two over the top crazy guys, it's maybe not the fun same, to watch. No, you got to complement what someone else is doing, and there's a little bit totally, of like yeah. empathy fitting into the mosaic of whatever's happening, you know? And yeah, like the same way like arranging for a band, whether you're improvising or you're um, like writing, where you're part writing, um, you you kind of have to like. You know, I mean, yeah, you can double and, and things can kind of like 
emphasize the same moment, but I mean, but that's only for an emphasis. It should, yeah, yeah, like th- things like it's so much more powerful when there's like an arrangement that like everyone's kind of fitting into their own space, and especially with rock music, there's just like a lot of amateur bands that I've been a part of, <laughs> <laughs> but just like we, you're not necessarily thinking about that, you know. And so yeah. like, coming to music school has been cool because when you do try to approach it that way, it can just be so much more powerful and so much more like. And you can tell, like you, like, I mean, I think you just, people that don't know that much about it mm-hmm. don't know why, but they know it has like that yeah. it, yeah, you know, but like, yeah, totally about like relating it back to kind of like comedus and improv and stuff like that. A lot of people think our sense of humor is one thing and like, yeah, like we're really close friends and we all think the same things are funny, but we make each other laugh because it's like we're none of us are like the same personality <laughs> like jack yeah. jack will say like <laughs> the craziest things and it makes you laugh or like it's just like because you it's like yeah. you don't like i know how everyone operates but i don't know what's going on in their head i was like i could predict how someone would react but like what they're gonna say is probably gonna surprise me and it's probably gonna make me laugh because it wasn't like i didn't know what it was gonna be but i was expecting something like yeah you know what i mean that's how i feel like like when I, I play with Carter a lot as like mm-hmm. a bass player and a drummer, and that's like a sacred relationship, like the rhythm section, you know, bass player, drummer. Thing. Yeah, for sure. And I love playing with him because it's a similar thing. Like I, I know his sensibility a lot, but he'll play some fill and like, we'll start laughing. You know, it's very much just like, Oh, that like, that's so Carter, but I also didn't expect that, you know? Yeah. And it's just like that conversation is just so laughter like, is very important to success. Yes. Heck yeah, man. Totally. <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to start. Laughter is very important to success. This is me and Mackin's duo. I'm just gonna hold this like you know, one of those old timey mics where it's just like the stump and they're like, Hey everybody, welcome. <laughs> I'm coasting a show. Oh man, dude, thanks for doing my, my podcast. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Do you have any uh, any final words of wisdom, any any last things <sighs> to get off? Remember off the chest? Alamo. Remember the Alamo. Um Dude, thanks for like uh, just being a rad person who makes stuff, and you're like very inspiring to me, and like I'm helping me with this podcast thing because this is like really fun, and like I'm flattered. It wouldn't definitely would not even close to happen if there weren't like rad people that were also like down to just like do stuff. I'd know? like to say something. Okay. I remember. I here's a good thing. Do it up, my friend. Being happy is not the quintessential state. Mm, fuck yeah. Being sad is equally as important. And everyone has it, and no one will admit it, and everyone's sad all the time as much as they're happy. Yeah. And you realize you're happy when you're sad, and you realize you're sad when you're happy, same, vice versa. So it's okay to be both. That's why happy, sad, talk thing is a good <laughs> name. It is, man. I mean, it's, it's um, I was reading this book, it's called uh, The Lonely City. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget, I think Olivia... Newton-John. Newton-John. <laughs> Olivia something is the name of the person who wrote it. And um, she talks about the end about there's this kind of like modern like gentrifications of emotions happening, you know, in Mm. the same way. Because she talks about living in New York City in this really lonely time of her life where she moved to America to be with this guy. And he kind of like just bailed last minute. Mm. She's like a writer and she's super lonely. But she's also at the same time doing like really intense research on the lives of different kind of lonely artists, you know? So she'll talk about Andy Warhol's like diary entries about loneliness compared with her own experience and then mm. compare it to his artwork. And it's cool. like a really, really awesome book. And there's also, I listen to it on audiobook because it's just easier for me. I, I, <laughs> and I'm, I'm an English major, but I don't child. like reading. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm a child that likes to have things read to me, but yeah. 
people with British accents. Oh, um, why not? But uh, no, I get that. Ta- but anyways, but she talks about like, like having like sitting with certain emotions and being like, I have to solve this. You know what I'm saying? So thinking of your like sadness as something that's just like I gotta get rid of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And avoiding it and thinking of it as like a problem. You know what I'm saying? Me and Tatiana were saying like, sadness is only we ascribe it to be a bad emotion, mm-hmm. but no emotion is bad. Exactly. And you're you're not a part of any of them you know what i'm saying like to identify because it, it does get you're feeling unhealthy. it for a reason but it's not like yeah because of yourself yeah. it's just like that's how you're reacting so like react with it yeah yeah and and just to be able to commune with all of them with the same amount of compassion and but not identify with any of them because like it, I is, love that. it is possible to identify with your sadness and that gets really indulgent and it is possible to swim in it and sulk you know what and i'm it's, saying and that's it's, the it's good to find art in there if you're there but like yeah. You don't have I, to live you don't have to live in any Exactly. And I grew up most of my life really identifying with my sadness and being like, This is my fucking jam. I live here. I'm comfortable here. Mm. I this is what I'm this is my default state, you know. And it took a long time for me to be like, I'm not that way. I'm not that way at all. Like I'm I contain yeah, multiple. have to be. And, exactly, yeah. And um but still to be able to just like learn from your sadness, you know, and listen to it and, mm. and kind of like I don't know. It can be an, an informative thing. And I think there's a, there's a great fear of sadness out there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the same time, it's tricky because being scared of stuff is just dumb. Yeah. What's well, <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. You don't literally yeah. like this whole me graduating. I'm like, I've come, I came to this realization. I was like, this is the first time in my life that I don't have the next step, nor will I ever have the next step. Everything is like this, this college graduate, you know? And it's like, and then ah! good luck. But I thought I like I thought that independently by myself. And then like my writing professor was like, "This is the last time you have any structure." And I was like, "Everyone knows it. Like yeah. it doesn't make it any more individual to me. It's just like I'm learning it." And so, you know, it's I shouldn't be you shouldn't be scared of anything. You don't know what's gonna happen if you're like, if things don't work out and it's really bad and like you have you don't feel good or healthy or happy or like like. <laughs> good living quality of life then you should be like what should i do but like right don't be scared of that yeah because it could happen right trying to be present you know be present like i'm doing with your eyes on the future but be where you are yeah that's beautiful chase happy happy sad talk i hope we're still doing this in 10 years when you're a big old comedy writer and you're a big old podcast (laughs) thanks thanks man Good night, everyone. Good night.